This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 116, X-Men Battle the Atom wrap-up discussion. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 116. This is our uh, wrap-up discussion on the recently concluded X-Men Battle the Atom event. I am Adam Chapman, your host, and I am joined by my my co-host... Paul's grass. I almost said special, and I said, nah, you've been on I'm enough. Not, I'm not me. special anymore. You've been upgraded to regular. <laughs> You're just a regular co-host. So, I'll take it, I'll take it. So today we're looking at uh, X-Men Battle of the Atom, so this just ended, I guess, this past week, right? It did, yes. Uh, so we had two bookend issues, which were the X-Men Battle of the Atom 1 and 2. Correct. And then we also had all the regular ongoing books, basically, were taken over. All new, uncanny... Wolverine and the X-Men, and Adjectiveless X-Men. Adjectiveless X-Men, yes. okay. So no um, Legacy, no X-Force stuff. No. Well, and to be fair, those aren't real X-Men books. I mean, Leg- Legacy is a Legion book, and the X-Force books are something else entirely. Agreed, but uh, just to... But yeah, so you're right, though. This isn't as, uh, it isn't as line-wide an X-Book as prior events have been. Uh, partially just because now we like it was interesting before you'd have a couple of the kind of the the quote unquote X Men books would be tied into it, but then there'd be some that would kind of be on their own space. But you would have an X Force, you'd have something like this wrapped into an event, and now it's just strictly the X Men books. Right. Well, there could have been perhaps a tie in, uh, and I'll touch on that as we go, but uh, with only one or two of them. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on that. Uh, so do you want to kind of, the last time we did a recap episode, I think it was episode 18, so it's almost 100 episodes since we've done a recap episode. Wow. That was, that was our AVX uh, recap. That, the uh, marathon, yeah. The marathon episode that became two uh, that you, uh, myself, and uh, Nate did. Yes. Uh, why don't you kind of lead us through, maybe we'll do kind of brief pellet-sized issue by issue if you can. Yeah, and sure. And we'll just talk about it that way. Okay, so it's a 10-part series. Bendis writes six of the 10. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's but a lot. because two of the books are his, right? Yeah. And he also writes both bookends. Yes. Right? Oh, so he that's wrote why. both bookends? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure about the second one. Yeah. The funny thing is, I was just looking at this now as before we started the podcast, and the cover uh, indicates Bendis, Cho, and Garcia mm-hmm. as the writer and artist team on both issue one and issue two of the bookends. Yeah. However, Cho and Garcia are not the artists in on, this issue at all. On the, the last one? Yeah. Then? Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Actually, now that you, re- you mentioned it, I remember reading it and being like, this is not no, show. No, it's not at all. And if you li- li- read the listings of all the artists, they're not in there at all. How many artists do the ba- the, the sec- Actually, no, we'll, well, we'll get yeah, there, we'll I guess. Get there, yeah, yeah. But, but that's I, an I interesting observation. Me, yeah. So I don't know if that's an editing snafu. It's what? interesting that uh, this is, what, the second or third uh, thing that Frank Cho and Bendis have done relatively recently? Because they did AVX Zero. Yeah. And I guess, <laughs> no, this is the next one. Oh, but maybe. I guess they kind of kick off events together. Is that what they do? Like, That's, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Cho doesn't do a lot of interiors these days. So it is interesting, although obviously he did Savage Wolverine, which was its own thing entirely. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess this whole event um, is kind of a, a Kickstarter event because I guess all these books um, are still fairly young. Like uh, On You X-Men's at... Uh, Issue number sixteen, the yeah. Adjective of X Men issue like five or something or six, yeah. like it's all well interesting too about like all new. I mean, it, 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 that number is deceptive. It's coming out twice a month, exactly. so really it's, yeah. it's month eight. Like so. it's yeah, you're right. These are fledgling books. It's a little early to. It's a weird point too because you had you had Schism and then Schism had just barely happened. They had AVX happen. Yes, and then you had you know everything coming out of there and you had all these new directions and now we're doing another crossover. It's a little fast. Only because it feels like each time we don't cr- truly get to see the impact of what that event could have been. True, but you I had... mean, Schism led it... Like, I almost feel like AVX should have happened later and maybe resulted in 
the uh, the abandonment of the schism. Like this, I'm surprised that the schism's still going. Like this whole Wolverine and, and and Cyclops having their major tiff. Not that I expect them to make up and you know and, and you know and kiss and make up and be friends, but. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, young Cyclops will be making out with a clone of Wolverine soon, so that's weird. That'll be interesting to see. But, you know, but I kinda, I'm surprised that the schism's still going, and it feels, at times, almost secondary to everything else that's going on, and then they'll throw it in there, like, oh yeah, they hate each other now. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like the main focus, either. Like, no one's hunting Cyclops. No, like it's Cyclops odd. is really doing whatever he wants, and no one cares. Cable's had more issues than Cyclops has. Yeah. Which, which these days doesn't make any sense at all. It bugs me, but, yeah, I know. Well... Well, so yeah. so we have Battle of the Atom. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, you can't really read this with... Well, I mean, you can, but if you haven't read all new X-Men, you're a little in the dark at first. No, you need to know what's going on. You can't just hop into this event blind. It's You don't need to... Well, yes, not for all the books. I'd say Wolverine the X-Men, you don't really need to have read a lot of the no, recent no, books. No, no, but the Bendis books. The you, Bendis? Yeah, all new and uncanny. Yeah, and the reason for that is because yeah. he writes 60% of the event, so... Exactly. You, well, maybe actually, no, let me renege that. I think if you read all new, you're good. Uncanny hasn't done a whole lot. Yeah, Maybe the first arc of Uncanny you needed. Yeah, I would but, agree with that. But the Romamu one you could have missed, and you're not missing anything here. No, you're right. right. Yeah, you're right. You don't need that much yeah. because there's no, you would have gotten everything you really need from all new. Um, there's a little part. bit of adjective list with Shogo or whatever the, his name is. Yes, there is. There is. And, and, that we'll, we'll and that's an interesting payoff to something I didn't expect. So yeah. that was kind of nice. Well, the, yeah, okay, let's, let's get started. Okay, so issue number one is it's a standalone issue, um, and it starts off with Ileana jumping into the future for... I guess, let me preface this again. I guess my, my first problem when I first started reading this, mm-hmm. uh, even at issue one, is there was no real um, seeds to this. No. This, this came out of nowhere, almost. There was nothing really kind of showing that they're going to go in this direction. No. And it was... Kind of, kind of bugged me a little bit. Saying, "Well, you could say the first fifteen issues of All New are are the seeds, because of like the. I mean, yes, there's there's nothing to kind of show you the portent of what's going to happen, but theoretically, it's the events that happen in the first fifteen issues that lead into why anything happens in the first. Place. I guess. So, but what's Ileana's motive for having going to go into the, the future? future? That I don't know. Right. So I actually completely forgot that even happened. To be honest with you, that's the first page. But anyways, let's let's. Say... It's ten issues ago. <laughs> I know, but let's say and the event took a lot of weird, like it's, it seemed like it was a pretty straight line, and it was then it was crazy zigzags. They get crazy for a bit, and then yes. you're kind of like, what? And and there's some cool stuff in the zigzags, but it's easy to forget where you came exactly. from. Exactly. So we start, and then so Ileana turns a corner and she sees a group of would-be X-Men fighting a bunch of Sentinels. Okay. She's like, okay. So then we floor, we go back to the school, and it's kind of business as usual with. Um, Kitty Pride and, and the original five and she's you know their Xavier original four to teach them. isn't yes, Angel original gone? Four. Angel's gone. Just You're saying right, for those who don't okay. know, yes, okay. Angel has defected to Cyclops' team. Exactly, but still Shadowcat's doing her thing, and they fight this strange new character who has this mutant ability to summon dragons and beasts out of her imagination. Oh, that's right. So, so it's kind of one of their first field missions together mm-hmm. as a team under Kitty Pride. Yeah, they actually haven't done a lot of missions. No, considering it's been fifteen issues prior to this event, there's been a relatively little. Yeah. I do like Frank Cho's artwork on the Sentinels more than I thought I would. It's very good. He does a very classic Neil, almost Neil Adams. Um, no, sorry, not Neil Adams. Dave Cockrum style Sentinels. There's something about they're very expressionless, which is what they should be. And he just, I think it's actually an interesting point. Some of the bad parts about his artwork are the things I think are uh, not strong elements of his artwork, or what make his Sentinels work. 
Okay. And I don't know what that is because sometimes he makes characters too skinny or a little bit too awkward. But for some reason, in metal, in human robots, it fits. It's good. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so they're battling uh, this lady, and suddenly sentinels show up. So this has been a recurring thing more in Uncanny. Mm-hmm. That you know, see sentinels just showing up out of the blue, and they've yet to really, I guess, discover how that is. Yeah. Um, even yeah, to, at the end of this event, they still haven't really come to that conclusion. No. Um, yeah, there hasn't really been any discussion as to where or what that is, so like why the Sentinels are really... Exactly, but that brings Cyclops' team in. They realize the Sentinels have come in, so they're proactive, and they come in and they help save the original five, and you get a quasi-team-up happen here with mm-hmm. Kitty's team. I do like... Um, uh, Cho does a good job on the... Ac- or it may be more his colorist, but the uh, the actual energy effect on uh, new Cy- sorry current Cyclops' blasts. Some artists do yeah, it different the... with the weird wonkiness, but I yeah. actually really liked it here. It, it seems... Still wild, but not as uncontrollable, and it was a good visual. Well, you know that Cyclops, you know, is working on remastering his powers now, right? Yeah. So, and it looks like he's getting better and better at it as time goes on, which is nice. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. Because originally, when this first happened to him, he was like, oh my god, what's wrong with me? I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he felt useless. But it looks like now, like, he shreds, like, six sentinels in this one shot alone, right? Mm. And now, is this power even concussive anymore? Is there more to it now? That's true. Right? They, like, he's shredding these sentinels to pieces. Yeah, it doesn't even seem concussive at all. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting question. I've really come to uh, appreciate and enjoy his new costume, actually. I thought, I, I didn't like it when it first kind of happened. The X is a little on the nose, um, but the rest of it I like more. Like, if he was to take it off and just have, like, cowless and just have, his like, his head out, I think I'd be cool with that. Like, yeah, everyone I already like knows the body suit. Yeah, yeah. Everyone already knows it's, like, he's he's one of the most wanted guys on the planet. Like, he's not exactly like, oh, man, Scott Summers, where is he? Where'd he go? Like... No, you know who he is. He doesn't need the mask, but yeah, the body Sh- shit's cool. Show makes it look good here. It depends on the artist on the X on the face, for, for sure. For sure, yeah. For sure. So for some people, it looks a lot dumber. Yes, absolutely. Like Irving stuff. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, Brutal. Nate was asking me about, uh, about, you know, should they be reading Uncanny X-Men? I'm like, well, the first arc's great. He's like, well, what about after that? I'm like, you might want to miss one. Yeah, you might miss one, yeah. Book Shallow makes it look good. I like Book Shallow's take on it, too. And which is interesting to me, because you're not a huge fan of, uh, of Petrello, are you? I am, yes. I thought you worked. Yes. Maybe we're thinking of Nate. Like, thinking of Nate. Okay. He hates everything, remember? He doesn't hate everything. He only hates <laughs> some things. He loves Assad Ribic. Yes. A lot of people do. All right, so here's our first thing that happens here is we get a uh, young Cyclops. It gets blasted in the back with a Sentinel and apparently dies. It's and, a cool moment. Yes, and then current Cyclops also disappears because he ceases to exist and you have your time paradox happen, right? So here's your, like, whoa my god moment, and you have the one mutant... It's a very Back to the Future moment. Very Back to the Future moment. Um, and you have this one... What's this kid's name? So I can't remember his new, his new character. Yeah, they've been, there's been very little development on the actual new kids that are with the Uncanny X-Men. First of all, I don't even know why they're even in the field at all. Uh, why they're not chilling at home, but they're not... Except for the Gold Ball guy. Gold uh, Balls. Who's yeah. a legend, apparently, as we yeah, get on here. <laughs> the legend of Gold Balls, yeah. Christopher Muse, Emma calls him at one point. I don't know if he has a code okay. name yet. So he uh, can bring him back, apparently from the dead, or maybe even a coma, whatever the condition was. Mm-hmm. Um, brings him back, and Cyclops is suddenly back going, whoa, what just happened there, right? And everyone's just kind of staring at each other silently going, holy crap. Should he even know anything happened? And this is just a nitpicky, like, science fiction thing, but, like, would he even know that he blinked out? Because theoretically, like, no, he would have never, like, I, I, I just wondered that, like, it's a very inside, you know, baseball a, kind of thing. No one really cares. Yeah, it's but a very scientific The actual me- mechanics of how blinking out of time would work. But I just figure maybe you wouldn't notice. It's very true. But 
uh, obviously for storytelling effect it's stronger to have him be like whoa, whoa, whoa just, what just happened yeah you have to acknowledge sure. that something weird just happened it could probably go either way right like yeah unless you know time travel someday soon I don't think we're ever gonna know now we talk about this I mean I for things that'll happen later it makes me wonder how this even happens because of what happens later on in the storyline with about I'm not gonna say anything I'll wait till okay. we get there but okay. it does make me more curious because I forgot obviously this is a major incident that happens at the beginning but it makes me wonder about causality and time in the Marvel Universe now. Yeah. Because well, we almost messed up. This is very time travel heavy, too. It's like, it's a big, big thing. I was reading something online. This one guy uh, who's like, I just read Battle of the Atom, and his only, his only like, one line was, Bendis should not write time travel stories. <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. And that was it. Because he's done a lot of it lately. Like, yeah. I mean, not a lot of it. I mean, he's done this well, and this in uh, Age of Ultron, but uh, that, that's, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Those are two major... Like, big events that a lot of people are paying attention to, and they have time travel. Well, anyways, that's the just the issue, and this is kind of slap in the face. They realize, going, okay, it is dangerous to have you guys here. We've got Duh. to send you back. Right? Like, I'm surprised it took them 15 issues in a, in a one-shot to realize, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. If they die here, <laughs> that means we're screwed. Exactly. <laughs> Especially for Gene. Like, that's even scarier. Like, if Gene just blinks out of existence, like, what does that mean? Like, theoretically, again, this is the mechanics of time travel. Mm-hmm. If current cyclops dies i'm sorry if sorry past cyclops dies and the current cyclops blinks out of existence shouldn't all of existence kind of be wiped? well that's the thing right because the paradox like, isn't this an age of apocalypse are... thing like isn't his bendis not red age of apocalypse because <laughs> age of apocalypse deals with past xavier dying the entire world goes crazy yes the the amicron uh, crystal crystallizes everything and then you have everything rewritten although no. That is the one of the few times where they don't actually adhere to classic rules of Marvel uh, time travel because it shouldn't have happened. It should just create another alternate right. reality. But, but it did happen. Either way, you're exactly right. Killing a Cyclops, the paradox would have been much more massive than just only adult yeah. Cyclops disappearing. Correct. For sure. Yes. But I guess the, it takes time to change time. I don't know. I guess. You know? I don't know. It's a, the, the, we, we saw we saw Legion kill Xavier and like they, they already knew the wave was coming. Like It was within like very short period of time. Anyways, I'm not trying to complain. I know. We, but we can I will. pick all we want, but yeah. So, but I guess that's the thing is, if you're going to write a time travel story, you kind of have to have a really tight or make it simple. Like Back to the Future is very well recognized and everyone kind of knows it's, it has a very clear uh, rules of how they use time travel. Right. So, they adhere to those rules all the way throughout. So, you, they don't change the rules at the end of the game, at the end of the movie. The rules are always the same. So that's why everyone can kind of, kind of appreciate and understand that movie because they don't play fast and loose with the with the with the viewer. It's got a very clear these are the rules, right. and then they move from that. I feel like sometimes with comic books and Bendis writing time travel, he does he just kind of plays fast and loose with what the rules could be, and I think that that's why sci- uh, magic books like uh, Doctor Strange type books never work in the long term because they can never adhere to a set. Uh, principles or set like kind of book of rules and they have to in order to make the readers really appreciate and enjoy it because otherwise anything can happen there's a reason why Doctor Strange used to be a deus ex machina because anything could happen for Doctor Strange Absolutely. because there was no rules and even when they depowered him he was still like doing whatever he wanted so it didn't help there's still no rules anyways I apologize that's I okay like to go on on my own comic tangents yes the real name of the show 
Um, so we have a quick moment here with Wolverine and Cyclops where Cyclops kind of goes to Wolverine saying, well, if you were me right here, right now, what would you do in terms of, you know, staying around or not having to change the past? And Wolverine kind of looks to the side because, mm-hmm. you know, he was the big deal in, in Age of Ultron. The nice thing about this whole event, actually, is I love that Bendis didn't use Wolverine as the end-all, be-all centerpiece. No, he was actually right? at times very much to the side. Yeah, Wolverine didn't do a whole lot in this, which was nice. I'm glad they didn't lean on him again because mm-hmm. it was getting a little... A much. little, little what? Yeah, a little much. That being said, as much as we we made fun of in our previous talks about when we mentioned Age of Ultron, the fact that Wolverine was kind of the crux of Bendis' story. Yeah. At least it wasn't Luke Cage. <laughs> Am I the only one? It's just like at least Sweet Luke Cage. Christmas. Luke Cage was in there and did get quite a moment, but then he died. Yeah. Um, that was that was nice to not sorry not that he died, but that he wasn't the fulcrum upon which the story kind of uh, was was pivoted. Um. Actually, you have a one of the last few pages of this one shot open, yep. and I really like again the Cho doing the young Cyclops. Um, makes him look like skinny. You know, he's supposed to be slim, and I really like the way he looks. His 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 visor um, again, very much a Cockrum look. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, it's interesting too that he definitely makes a, a big visual distinction between kind of beefier I'm a badass Cyclops and younger I'm still a nerd Cyclops. Yes. It's an interesting dis- uh, visual distinction. They did a good job making the, the original, all five of them looking like yeah. the kids they should be. Correct. Absolutely. And at the same time, he doesn't make it so, uh, like, as much as they look very distinct, you still can see how they could become the other. And that's important with any time travel story, is you have to at least believe that this character could become the other character at some point, right. uh, visually. So. Uh, and then at the very end here, the uh, they're about they decide, okay, we're going to send you back. We're going to find a way to get Angel back from Cyclops' crew, and we're going to send you guys back. They made the decision where the uh, original five liked or not. Everyone agrees, and suddenly this uh, group from the future arrives. We have a splash page. We're like, who are the... We recognize Beast and this big hulking Iceman type thing. And, you know, it's probably Deadpool. And you see a Zorn. <laughs> but you have, you know, kind of three other unknowns until mm-hmm. the next issue kind of For sure. rolls into play. So that's where I kind of leave you with this, you know, yeah. boom. It's interesting that this is the 50th anniversary and this is the story that celebrates the 50th anniversary. And I guess that was their way of kind of saying, this is why we're doing a time travel story. Uh, to kind of... As a way of kind of celebrating the... You know, the, there's a lot of things that are involved in the X-Men, and they have a lot. Of, like, if you look at classic X-Men stories, they often go into space, or they often there's a lot of weird things that the X-Men do. Right. So this time they're doing more time travel, and this is their kind of way of celebrating the 50th anniversary. It's an interesting way of doing they it. They also throw characters in here who don't. Well, there's one them. particular not, non-X-Men here, right? Even Deadpool not doesn't really count as an X-Men. Fine, but it's an odd cast throughout but it makes more sense by the end of the story a little bit a little bit more I I, I take issue with Molly I do as well Uh, more than anything the others I you know okay maybe something you know the shit went down okay but but Molly (laughs) come on yeah anyways let's get to the second chapter okay second chapter picks up in all new X-Men issue number 16 and uh, and creative team Bendis and Imman? Bendis and Imman, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So regular so creative it's a team beautiful for, uh, book. It is gorgeous, yeah. It's pretty. So they quickly, you know, they're looking at the, the tape of the Sentinel attack, and uh, Cyclops t- talks with Christopher, whose mind is blown that he maybe brought him back from the dead kind of thing, and Cyclops wasn't quite convinced he Sorry, was Sorry, so I, when we open this issue, we're with the Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men, correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're just looking over the tape of what happened with their students, and seeing how they survived Sentinels, and... Uh, that is Cyclops. a hallmark of the X-Men experience. Yeah, at least it's not, you know, a dinner table and they're having a... 
<laughs> is that better? Yeah. Uh, and then we're back to the uh, Jean Grey school with Wolverine's team, and here are these, you know, new, strange-looking X-Men from the future. Yeah. Um, and there's so many good Iceman moments in this, where you have young young Bobby, mid-Bobby, even older Bobby uh, that goes through, so it's great. Like, when he sees the, the giant hulking snowman, goes, wait, is that giant Iceman supposed to be me? Oh my god, it is! Like, it's just... Uh, yeah, but, and both Bobbies have the same kind of pose going, oh my god, both realizations, so... Yeah. Uh, He's the only character who really hasn't grown up. No. I mean, Angel... He's he's dead anyway. Like current angel is not. Well, he's not existent in this story. Yeah. Which... Oh yeah. Where is he? Where is he Nobody these days? Nobody knows. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of the original five have to deal with other versions of themselves throughout the story. Yeah. No angel is nowhere to be found. But yeah. I guess they kind of. I mean, that was the whole point of Angel leaving. I guess. The but he's also the o- he's also the odd man out in this story too. Like yes. the 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 primary focus overall of the story is kind of Cyclops and Jean Grey for the most part, but it still leans near the, the end. Original five. True. Oh yes. Oh yes. for sure. I mean, of right. the original five, it's more on right. Cyclops and Jean. Although near the end, it's a little bit more on Bobby. Yeah. Again, not not because he's really doing anything exciting. It's just more like he's he's a participant in in things. Yeah. Like you have both of the the two beasts going. You know. It's fascinating when they see the very Do you like old... the look of the the old beast? No, I don't know why you're... He's half-mutated again in this weird kind of uh, goat thing. I'm not sure what uh, yeah, I don't they're get going that. for there. Like the Iceman thing's kind of cool. Um, it was Deadpool being there. He's not wearing a mask anymore? No, just sunglasses and a hood. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Eventually he graduates to All right. this team. Maybe so they're calling themselves the X-Men from the future? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have old Kitty who... Uh, you know, young no, kitty goes to my guy gonna moisturize because she looks old. And... It's interesting about the kitty that we see is, uh, and I believe the, the, what she's wearing is basically what she was wearing, the version of her from Days of Future Past, which was, was wearing the same clothes. Oh, good originally. Point. So that's kind of the obviously the, the kind of the mental link that you're uh, for those who are long term fans to kind of make that that leap that okay, well, this means they're from a really bad future because right. Days of Future Past generally accepted to be one of the worst futures, although really. Not that bad. We've seen a lot worse in That's the intervening years. But it was kind of the gold standard for, you know, when you had a, a bad future that the X-Men were trying to avoid, that was the future. So it makes sense that uh, when they have them show up, that that's the kind of the uniform you should be wearing for the the readers to make that, that leap. Very true. Uh, then we introduce to Molly Hayes, because Wolverine's like, you, I don't know. Molly Hayes. I still don't know who you are. When I was a kid, I was one of the runaways. We met like six times. It's like, Hello. Wolverine's clueless. I think, see, Molly's the odd girl out here. She doesn't really belong no. unless they they're brought her in here to use her for something upcoming. Maybe That's why they introduced her back here because the Runaways have been MIA. They have been MIA on well, levels, right? Well, uh, You've had some of them in Arena, Arena, yeah. But that's been about yeah. It, it's right? a big question where, where the hell is Molly? Um, actually, I think they addressed it in an issue of Avengers Arena where they were. Um, but yeah, she's not really doing anything, and yeah, she's very mm-hmm. is the odd man out. Because, like, is she even a mutant? Yes. I guess... They established I, that. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they established it, that. She doesn't matter. I mean, it's... Sorry, but, like, the Runaways haven't mattered for a long time. Yeah, I figured for an end... Like, you could have casted someone else in that role. Yeah, because what role does she really need to yeah. Because who, master? who really... Unless you've read Runaways, you have no idea who she is. You feel like Wolverine, do. basically. Yeah. You're like, I don't know who you are. So a really odd pick by Bendis to throw her in this. So I'm assuming yeah. she's here to bring her into a bigger piece later, and we, we, can, we can talk about that more once we get to the ending, right? Yeah. Um, so they're interrogating everyone. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and It's the, kind of a uh, pointless fight. 
Everyone fights. I mean, I know that's an X-Men thing, too. Let's have a misunderstanding of this fight. But yeah, this guy here. So he takes off, this one guy comes off, takes off his hood. He's a bald guy, looks like Xavier, and he calls himself Xavier, who was his grandfather. So we're after to assume, I guess, Legion had a son. Is that what I'm I want to believe that, that that is Blindfold's son. Because Blindfold and Legion have a bit of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. I don't know why. Fine. I, but I don't like this. You don't like that? No, I don't like this Xavier character. Why? At all. It bothers me a whole lot. Really? Why? Yes. Number one, too soon. It's a little soon. Okay, way too soon to bring in another Xavier-ish like character. Who's bald? Who's bald? Just here's this Xavier character, and they don't really explore who this person is as the story progresses. Not really. No. Right? They don't. They so, don't really touch on his origins at all. His nothing. relationship with his own father, nothing. how he feels about his grandfather. Right? No, you're right. You don't need him because of who Zorn is. Uh, but they they do use him in the uh, kind don't. of supplement. Yeah, no, I don't need him. You don't need him? No, because Zorn can be that centerpiece. It can be all about her. She's the person that... We don't want, her, we don't want Zorn to be too powerful, though. I think because there's no, a lot of... No, it's fine. It's fine. You okay. don't need this, this this Xavier character. It bugs me a whole lot. It because didn't bother me that much because there. it was kind of an interesting flip-flop uh, once we get later into the story when we find out more about who these people really are. Um, but but you, you, he's still shrouded in so much. He is shrouded in the mystery, but you know, I agree. There, there is definitely... A lost opportunity for showing more of who he is and was, and also maybe a lost opportunity to tie X Men Legacy into this event, because you would think that'd be a pretty big deal. Well, exactly. I think a time would be perfect to really delve into who this guy is. I mean, but maybe we'll see that. Uh, that being said, I think X Men Legacy's ending, so maybe not. But, um... <laughs> there you go. Either way, I don't like the Xavier. I, okay. I'm not a fan of it at all. It's interesting too that his powers seem to be just exactly the same as Xavier's, and I guess that goes to your point that it is a little too soon to be introducing basically a carbon copy. He looks like Xavier, has the exact same powers as Xavier, kind of is a dick right. like Xavier. Like, right. and no one's here really is really worried about it, or surprised by it. It's like, oh, Xavier, what? And no one questions uh, grandfather. So who's your dad? Like, well, they assume it's David Haller. That would be the assumption. Yeah, Everyone... but, but no one on this team deals or... with that. Legacy's off. No, wait. Never mind. I'm, I was mixing something up in my head. Proteus isn't his son. I'm thinking. I'm mixing together Legion and Proteus. Right. So he... it, could, it, it has to be the Legion. Yeah, I, I know that. Unless, unless Amelia Volt had uh, had a child and never told Xavier, that'd be crazy. But no one questions that. So it really bugs me that he kind of gets off with the whole pass. Yeah. Maybe it's because he was messing with their minds. Yeah. Well, whatever. he messed with yours too. <laughs> so so Wolverine suddenly goes kind of crazy, and we find out like Jean Grey kind of sets him off. To cause a distraction so that she can make a run for it with uh, Scott. The only thing weird about this is that um, they don't have the relationship that we want them to because like they, they're they just kind of getting to know each other still and then she's busy making it with everyone else. Sorry, not everyone else, just Hank, but the, which is weird. Yes. That was like, what, the last issue of all new? Yes. But now she's kind of running on, going on the run with Cyclops who, for the most part, she's kind of distanced herself from. She has kind of... Yeah. Especially because she knows what happens in the future, what they're supposed to be, this destiny. She's trying to kind of rebel against destiny as any, you know, rebellious 16-year-old girl would. Um, you know, kind of being told, like, you're going to be in love with this guy. This is all the shit that's going to happen to you as a result of this. Well, um, I guess she went to Hank, who's supposed to be her new boyfriend. He kind of says, no, I'm still going to see what the fuck this is all about. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, you want to come with me? I'll take Scott. Because I know... But even Cyclops being okay with doing, the like, going on the run, like... Well, even he's confused, right? He's had Mystique kind of talk to him and whisper things yeah. in his ears. He's not quite trusting of all these, you know, fancy characters that have suddenly rolled in. No, and again, you know. one thing you mentioned is that the fact that you felt that, you know, the current X-Men don't seem surprised enough. Well, they've dealt with time travelers. They've had Bishop, and they've had, 
you know, cable. Like, time travel is not what it used to be for the X-Men. No, I agree. Like, when Bishop first showed up, it was like, what? What's yeah. going on? You know? Because, I mean, they've had a limited success with this. They had Rachel come to, from the future before. But, like, they hadn't been... It still wasn't so, you know, passe. But now, it happens every five days. It does. And, you know, it's a big recurring theme where you have it's the like, kids oh, man, it's go Wednesday. in. Aren't you bugged by this? And, like, no, what are you talking about? This is... This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is this is normal. Yeah, this, this is, this normal is just stuff. another thing. Exactly. This is this is you know Sentinels on Monday, time travel on Tuesdays, <laughs> apocalyptic futures always on Tuesdays. Absolutely. So anyway, so they run off. There's a little bit of a melee in the lab, and uh, they, for the most part, the art they pretty, fly away on pretty solid in this chapter. Um, it's imminent. They're good. Imminent's not very uh, likely to disappoint you. Exactly. Um, but it did. There were some points here where again felt like a little bit too much talky-talky. And a little bit too much of, of, of Ben is trying to be too cute and too sm- and too smart for his own good. Um, at times I thought he was overwriting when he didn't need to. Like the story, like once he kind of got into it and he explained what's going on, okay. But then like you're, you're, the shot of them going through what, the sewers or whatever? Or they're plotting where to go? Like walk to the hangar, I would They walk to the hangar or whatever. Yeah. And there's so much text on this page. And how much of that is useful? <laughs> Everyone is talking, I know. How much yeah. of that is just flavor? And like I'm serious, like he does a lot of these character bits that are flavorful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to add more distinction to who's right, who's talking, etc. I feel a lot of that wasn't necessary. I mean, it just felt like you're you're trying to make me feel like I'm getting my four dollars worth, as opposed to actually being worth my four dollars. Anyways, fair enough. But uh, yeah, but you can see like you know, through the speech, you know, Wolverine does question Xavier at one point. Um, Jean picked something off one of your heads that she didn't like. It's time to come clean. Like, she, like mm. Wolverine knows something's up. And these guys, they don't even look like they're all... They, they look like look, shady characters. They don't look like good guys, right? They all they look... look like, well, you know, here's the thing, though. I mean, when we were first reading this, they look like ragtag X-Men from the future. I mean, we've seen futures before where people look pretty ragtag. They don't always That's look true. the greatest. I mean, look at uh, Age, of, Age of Apocalypse. How much of their costumes half the time were rags? Right. So... You're right. I mean, but again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now we know more about where the storyline goes. Yeah. You can see it kind of. There's visual cues that you didn't probably think about the first time around. But it, we have to almost skip a few pages till we finally get the Zorn reveal. Like no one, no one questions who the Zorn character is until yeah after the escape, right? You yeah. You think that the X Men would be like, wait a minute. The last time we dealt with a well, one of the times we've dealt with a Zorn, it was Magneto, and that did not go well. Yes. The other times, well, some guy with a star, eh, I don't know. Like, you could argue that they were in the midst of doing the who are you, who are you, who are you, and then Jean caused the melee, so fine. Okay, now we can question who this is, but... How did you feel about them even using the Zorn thing at all? Like, that's kind of... Just padding out this reveal, like that's basically what all it was, right? Like I guess so. we got one issue where we're not, we don't get to see who this Zorn character is. There's actually no point to the character even having that mask, really. No, like there's no functional reason for them for the, for this character to even go by the name of Zorn besides hiding her identity in the in the past, which again felt very like. Well, apparently she has to hide her identity and she has to wear it to keep powers in check, right? Was that part of what it was? Yes, she okay. has to keep her powers in check. Still stupid. This. I don't get it. Like, wh- why is the Zorn thing happening? Like, why is this going to help you? It was an odd choice. For it sure. was an odd choice, and no. I don't think one that was really made enough sense. No, I agree. Anyways, we find out that the Zorn is surprised with Jean Grey, but the the, the Jean Grey who came back the young from the Jean past Grey. to the present, yeah, not Jean Jean, but young Jean, yeah. who stayed in the future and grew up. Yeah, and then again, there's so many issues with time travel here because that doesn't even make sense. Because at some point they have to go back in order for the. 
again, or it just creates another alternate universe. But that's a whole other thing. Is that what Bendis is going for here? It has to be. It has to be, right? To Given be. where they go later on in the story, it kind of needs to be. That, that you know, we can't change the past. You can only create an alternate reality. So that by taking someone out of the past, you haven't actually taken them out of your past. You've taken them out of now a timeline-adjacent past. Which makes these characters not understand how time travel works in their own universe. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. But I, I, I don't know, has Jean gone kind of lesbian? Cause she's kissing Rachel here. She's, like, caressing Storm's face here. Well, like... she can't be... It's probably just, like, a... Like a hello kiss, because she can't really be kissing Rachel, because that's well, her da- daughter. Complicated. From another not, universe. Not her, her daughter, but yes, but either way, what it is she... It was never her daughter, it was a daughter from another universe, because yeah. it was from, a, again, a timeline-adjacent universe. See, this is what sometimes <laughs> makes... When people are like, comic books are a little bit too weird, aren't they? I'm like, yeah, sometimes they are. Because sometimes but, you're dealing with alternate realities. But fair enough, like, we know the history and, and, and the legacy and the, and the uh, continuity. Yes, but even I start if to you, get confused and go cross-eyed sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But if you keep it, if you just subdue it to this story alone, not worry about yeah. everything else, it's not impossible to follow. No. There are some logic gaps, that's all I'm saying. No, for sure, for sure. So we find out Zorn is Jean Grey, and then, you know, Jean is Which like, is a cool moment, to be yes. fair. I mean, that's kind of like, a, oh, okay, well... That now it means something more yeah. at least, but because Zorn is Gene, I again Xavier, I guess you you feel us. there's no reason for no, Xavier, not at all. Because once once she we discover it's her, it's really her. Like I think they haven't had Gene to play with for so long, mm. they want to make a big Gene story, and this is what it is. Okay, right? you are right that Xavier doesn't really. It doesn't. It could have been any telepath, and we would have had the same result. Yeah. I guess that's where you're coming from. Exactly. Right? Is that if you have plunked Telepath B into the spot, besides yeah. the idea of a, a that different Emma, Xavier, a different Psylocke, whatever. Yeah. Right? It could have been any of those things. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm excited to get to the, the, the last bookend because one of my favorite Psylocke lines is in that book. Okay. Uh, which is an interesting way of encapsulating every problem I've had with this event. I like this event for the most part, but okay. there's the more I think about it, the more problems arise. And her line perfectly kind of puts a beat on it. So this is chapter three. We are now 33 minutes in. <laughs> Holy try, crap. I'm trying to speed this up a bit. The um, event starts to speed up, though. It does, less, thankfully. There's less uh, kind of really going on. So this is X-Men number five, right? This is the fifth issue of this Way book. too early for a crossover. Yes, absolutely. We just had the first storyline to kind of cement who these characters are going to be, and now we have a crossover, which kind of takes your cast and throws them away, partially. Yes. And another part of it, too, is you see in... The various books that star certain characters, they start to kind of actually show up. Like in the X Men book, now suddenly Jubilee is here and Rogue is here. Yeah. Um, who weren't there before. Rachel was there from before, so that's fine. And Storm really wasn't really saying anything in the other book. She was standing there. Well, she was there. at least there. She was standing there. Right? But she now, was in the where panel. did Rogue come from all yeah, of a sudden? I don't know where right? she came from. Um, because she's a star of this particular book, now you see them, right? You get mm. the same thing with the Quentin Choir um, oh, and other sure. characters yes. in that book. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, right? I do so. like that, though, because this was that's when it starts to feel more like you're actually reading a crossover, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the storyline in all new. So I like that, because yeah, you are you get to see other characters that you don't get to see as often, or at least only in one book, and now they get to have a lot more exposure. Because it's weird, like, Rogue used to be one of the biggest X-Men, and then she was kind of frontlining a legacy, but it wasn't very good. And now she's just kind of supporting cast member in Insectiveless X-Men. And Uncanny Avengers. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. For a good reason. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That being said, uh, this is another tangent. I read the Mokshrushan issue that came out a week or two ago. 
Wow, really good. Like I, I uh, uncanny best uh, Akuna artwork I've ever seen. Oh, that's high praise from you. I hate Akuna yeah. with a fiery passion, uh, <laughs> a passion uh, more stronger than Century's power, which is what Ten Thousand Exploding Suns. <laughs> that's how much I usually do not like Akuna's artwork, but um, it was really good. And I actually almost think the artwork in the current storyline might even be well. Not that it's saying much. Because I didn't like it that much, but it's better than Cassidy's artwork on the first arc of Uncanny Avengers. Fair enough. Uh, it's strong stuff. The storyline's again really weird and messed up and crazy, but the artwork fits it. Again, best Akuna I've ever seen. I never okay. thought I'd be singing his praises. I picked it up just this week. I hadn't read it yet because I was plowing through this uh, this ten part uh, beast. But now, did you read all these today? Uh, yesterday and today. Holy crap! So yeah. you hadn't. So you so you were like two months behind, basically. Yeah, but I was. I I would might as well just wait for the trade at this point. When I was waiting for all the singles, but yeah. uh, I was just behind on my reading, and suddenly all of it was out. Like, all right, let's smash through this and no. podcast, right? So it's oh, perfect. It's all cool. fresh, right? So it's nice. Yeah. See, for me, uh, this is like you know something I, I read a month and a half ago, <laughs> and I have a two month old, so that feels like a lot longer. That is <laughs> very true. So uh, they introduced the dove, their new. Um, That's right. And a new jet. So they have Who a made the jet? And the dove. Who built the jet? Hank. Hank? Which Hank? Uh, well, I'm assuming have to Prime kind of Hank dis- and Young Hank probably tag-teamed it. What bugs me about this, and this is the Hank uh, the Hank Pym uh, syndrome, is that they can't, they can't just let him be good at one type of science. He's every science now. Like, he's building jets. He's, you know, a biochemist. Like, what can't Hank do? And same thing with Hank Pym. Like, both Hanks can kind of just do whatever the writer wants them to do. They, t- they talked about him uh, designing the Blackbird in the uh, first class, stuff like that, so... Yeah, I just... I miss, like, Forge used to do stuff like this. This is what Forge was really Forge. good at. Oh, he's running with Cable. Anyway, and, so... Yeah, and look like a hippie. <laughs> Alright, so they're going to go chase after uh, Cyclops and Jean, who apparently stole the only Blackbird, but they have the Dove, so they're going to take the Dove. Mm. And my favorite guy here, Xavier, is going to pop this Cerebro pill... Yeah, and augment his powers to help. See, I like for kind them. of some of this stuff is kind of neat. It's kind of a fun little. Now, who's writing this issue, by the way? This is Wood, Brian, Brian Wood, Wood. artwork by. Lopez. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I forgot. I don't. I don't love the art. It's good, but I don't love it. No, well, again, you're you're going from some pretty good stuff from Cho to brilliant artwork by Eminem. Yeah. So, in fairness, it's hard to kind of top that. True. It's I guess hard it's to be pro- the next. I, it's guy. it's still good art. I think the only art I don't like at all is probably the last bookend issue. Okay. Um, but you know. Was my least favorite, but still not bad. Hmm. Right. So Cyclops and Jean are young Cyclops and young Jean. I gotta make it clear of what I'm talking about. Yes. Right? Well, we know which Jean. Well, no, we don't because there's it's two Jeans, right? Jesus Christ. So y- young. This is the problem with time travel. Yes. So young uh, Jean's got they're being cute and they they change some clothes and they have a moment where he almost sees her boobs and uh, they steal a motorcycle and they're off on the run. And these other X Men are trying to hunt them down. I love I love some motorcycles. I don't know why. <laughs> is it is it just it's a weird thing. I remember when uh, do you remember during Mor- I, I know you hate Morrison's run, but there's a spot there where after I think after Emma got shot or something happened or after the affair was uh, uprooted and there's a sh- weird shot of Xavier Oscar not Xavier Cyclops on a motorcycle, and one of the most ludicrous panels I've ever seen. I'm like that looks so stupid. All right. Anyways, thankfully it's not as stupid here. So, here's what we have to remember for later, I suppose, is you have, they leave some people behind at the Dream Grey School. They don't yes. all go. No. Uh, so, they leave young Bobby and young Hank at the school to yeah. chill and watch TV, uh, and Rachel and Shadowcat kind of stay behind. And they kind of have a heart-to-heart as to what's going down. Do they think it's right for them to be hunting them down and trying to find them? And um, It's just weird, right? They're just trying to swallow this whole situation. Yeah. It's interesting having Rachel talk about anything. 
Just because, like, Rachel has, like, the weirdest history ever. She does. Like, she's the one who caused... Well, she's the one who averted her own timeline. Like, her own... Her Days of Future Past timeline was only averted because of her own power, sending Kitty Pride back in the past to begin with. So she's got an interesting kind of slant on things. What's interesting, too... Uh, what was I thinking of? There's a... Days of... Never mind. I, you know, it was. I just realized it was a movie-related thought, not a comic book-related thought. No, oh, okay. It was a. It was the idea that Days of Future Past, um, the, in the comics, was about you had our present, you had the future invading the present to change something. So our vantage point was like the present, and the, this horrific future had happened, and they were coming back from it. My thought about the movie is that we've kind of already our present is the future of the, in this scenario. So it's a weird slant on the story because usually we we see the the, the present, like in this case in the movie, is going to be the seventies. So the seventies used to be our present, and then we see the future invading it. But to the to the viewer, this is confusing. <laughs> we are used to our current timeline is the one that is technically the future timeline. So it's weird to see them tr- uh, trying to avert that timeline when that's the timeline we know from the movies. So it's going to be interesting to see how what, how that how they resolve that movie because does that mean everything we've seen in our movies no longer happened because they've changed the the, the movie timeline that was present in the first three movies whew see this is the problem with time travel I'm just just curious that's what I think about because in the comics the, when the days of future past happened we were averting we weren't it's as if we were already watching the future happen and then them going back to avert something and something that had already happened in the comics. Does that make any sense? Like, it's a different... The vantage point difference... It is. ...changes the the way the story should play out for the viewer. Like, we never got to see what happens to the Days of Future Past timeline after it gets averted. Because who cares? It's, it's incidental. It's right. not about that. It's about the present changing so that it never happens. Well, in the movies, theoretically, that the present that they're, they're changing is actually the past already. Does that make sense? <laughs> Never mind. This is the problem with time travel. It is. It is. It's. It's. Oh, insane. Uh, by the way, another another place where they had very clear rules of time travel: the TV show Heroes. Very clear. Oh uh, man, yeah. Like they had very clear rules, and yeah. they they played with it nicely because they knew what they were doing, and they were like, if we change this thing, like, and they even had that like a bunch of episodes to show how time travel functions, and they were very cognizant of of how to change it. And show that for an audience. So, anyways, these are the type of things I think of when I watch That's other true. time. Well, you, right off the top, you had a hero who had the ability to bend time and space. You're going to have Correct. a character who's predominant with that skill. You had to be very careful in how you augmented the story around mm-hmm. his powers. I still sure. remember in that first season where they had the episode where they you, you have I guess Peter go to the future and meet the hero who had originally told him to save the cheerleader. Do you remember that? And he had all the strings, and it was all about finding the right causality string to. To know uh, how to change things. Man, first season heroes a long time ago. Okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Good show. Any, anyways, yeah. Back to our uh, our weird heart to heart with yes. Rachel and Okay, Kitty. so they have their moment, and they kind of both agree that yes, they got to go back, but they'd rather it be their choice, and we shouldn't have to force them back. But at the end of the day, you should force them back because you're just playing with fire. But I guess since Rachel is displaced from time, mm-hmm. you know, everything's been fine since she's been there. Why not? Kind of thing, right? That but, being said, but she, became, different. she became from a future. She came from a future. If you're coming totally from a future different. sticking around, you're fine, right? You're not hurting anything. There's a lot of per them. Se. So this is a, a different kind of. Bishop's back, by the way, right? Like he's so I heard. Yeah, Uncanny X Force. 
It's kind of weird that nothing in that book is really translated to anything in the core X-Men universe. Because you'd think Bishop being around would kind of be a big deal. Although I know that they're doing a crossover soon with Uncanny X-Force and Cable and X-Force. So maybe there is going to be some sort of... I, I bet Cable and Hope can't be happy that he's around. I no, that. Well, who, I, I don't even know who Bishop is anymore. <laughs> it's like a totally different person. Plus he was, he was uh, possessed by a dog last time he came back. There's a dog-like canine entity of some kind. Like he was animalistic when he first showed up again. <sighs> I haven't read that yet, but okay. Thanks Don't read it. Save, your, save yourself some time. <laughs> so, we have the uh, Young Lovers on the Run. All right, Young Lovers on the Run on the, on the motorcycle, you know, rocking the Pacific Coast Highway. And uh, the dove is closing in. And, and she looks really, you know, you can see her powers are really graining art. She looks old and, and raggedy here in this, in this art. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's a poor choice by the artist or they're trying to, you know, indicate. Maybe that's the point, you know. Um, if you're wearing a Zorn mask, how happy can you be? I guess so. Uh, like, cause Plus, Jane is Lester it a new just... Zorn mask, or is it the same one Magneto you wore? Um, is it a stink of old it's, man? It's hard to say. It's, <laughs> it's a very ugly looking mask. Okay. Um, so Jean lets her guard down just for a second to try and contact someone who you can assume who it is as they're running. Where are they going to run to, right? They mm-hmm. left Wolverine school. They're going to go to Old Cyclops' school, right? I'm sure Cyclops loves being called Old Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, uh, I guess Jubilee decides to... Sorry, totally random thought. Do you think this would have worked better if we had started in the future instead of worrying about the big reveals, but instead have a story in the future about a team trying to get back to the past to change things? I was going to get there. Sorry. (laughs) I'm jumping (laughs) the gun. Yes, I... I, I, Because I was just thinking about that. Like, I mean, we had... I mean, it makes me think of Age of X, which is unfortunate because it wasn't very good, but... Like, that was about a story that you have an alternate reality and someone's trying to change it and to try and get things back to the way they should be. Obviously, it would be different because you are dealing with time travel, but I think that just would seem more exciting. Yeah. I can see how both ways work. Yeah. Right? So you don't, I, I you don't get the uh, the excitement of the, the, you know, the surprise reveals uh, yeah. by doing it that way. Then that way you're kind of putting everything on the table very early on and then you're not really hiding anything or it's harder to hide things from the audience. Uh, we are surprising the characters, and what's more important, surprising the characters of the yeah. audience. And obviously, if you're trying to surprise anyone, you should be trying yeah. to surprise the audience. But I, I am happy we do finally get to see at some point what did happen. So that's always cool. Yeah. Um, so where are we here? So uh, young Bobby and young Hank are bored to tears watching TV, um, but Jubilee comes in and decides to uh, drop Shogo, the young baby, on their lap. And so the baby's sitting, and he's gonna go. She's gonna go take a nap because she's a tired mom. And I guess you've been reading. How do you feel about that? About uh, Jubilee raising this baby? Sure, whatever. They need to give her something to do. I forgot she was still a vampire. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. I, I honestly she thought she was, I thought she was kind of back to normal almost. Yeah, not yet. No, she's still there. Yeah, she's already lunging at people. Stupid decision. She's had a lot of bad things happen to her. She was Wondra for a while. Remember that in New Warriors? She was what? She was Wondra. When was she Wondra? She was Wondra. Wondra is a new warrior. When? Uh, after Civil War, uh, there was a new warriors that... There was Night Thrasher's brother became the new Night Thrasher, and he gave all these people tech. And there was, like, Barn- uh, Barnell, the Beak, and Angel. They were these members of the new warriors. Are you serious? You've never read this? you never heard of this? No. And uh, Jubilee had these power gauntlets. What? They gave her powers. Yeah. After Civil War? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. This, is, this happened. This you is ha- a real thing. This? I have, I actually have the book. I have the, have the whole single somewhere. That's horrendous. Okay. Yeah, she, right. yeah, but so like, so she, after she was powerless. She, she's she still had, technically depowered as this vampire shit, I believe right? so, yes. Okay. And then after, so she was Wondra, and then at some point she then became a vampire. 
Huh. You didn't know that she was a superhero for a while? No, no idea. Wondra. No, I, I knew I knew she got depowered, and then there was the vampire thing, and when Adjectiveless X-Men started up. No, the new warriors were built up, a lot of them were just former mutants, and they all had these new power, like, huh. all these mechanical uh, suits and stuff that Night Thrasher gave them. Interesting concept. Okay. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Comics, everybody. Yeah, wow. Alright, so eventually the X-Men catch up to them, they get uh, surrounded, and, um, you know, they try their best to escape um, their hunters, you know, they get, they get, the, Deadpool snipes the tire of the bike from, you know, the dove there, and Beast catches them off the thing, it's all kind of a very odd action sequence. Yeah, very odd. Um, and this little car thing that came out of nowhere, I guess that, uh, what was this all about? This little... Oh, yeah. Land speeder thing that uh, Rachel and like, Shadowcat fly in it on. It does look like a land speeder. I don't know where the, what that's all about. But, no. uh, you know, here, Gene and Rachel hop in, no, and wait, they're pissed. Stupid question, yeah. sorry. What highway are they on? Pacific, um... That can't be right. Where was it here? Because were they at the school? They left the school. The yeah, Pacific but... Coast Highway. Okay. I, but maybe... they flew the Blackbird, oh, and that's they beached right. it, right? Oh, so, yeah. I forgot about the Blackbird, okay. Yeah. So they went across the country... They went from the east coast to the west coast, yeah, and then they ditched it, grabbed some clothes, and, and then motorcycle. A... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So they right. caught up with them. Random question I thought yeah. of at some point: uh, What is the current status quo of Genosha at this point? When was the last time we even saw Genosha? Was it after House of M? There was a field trip in Wolverine the X Men, I believe, at some. Point. Was there? Okay. Yeah. Is it being done for? Like, are they using it for anything? Like it's like utopia, it's it's lost and forgotten. Yeah, no okay. Cares. It's unfortunate. There's, yeah. It's interesting the pieces of the X Men lore that just don't matter anymore. Yeah. Okay. They, they go back to utopia in this story, but they don't. Yes, Genosha's do. just okay. Sorry, cause, I, I keep derailing. I'm the reason why this is going to be the longest podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> I know, like being AVX can be tough to do. So yes. again, Rachel and Shadowcat. Oh, we don't. We don't have seventy chapters to go. No, through. No, we don't. We've got ten. We have no excuse for being long. <laughs> Uh, so they come with this land speeder thing, uh, and they're pissed that, you know, the X-Men are almost, like, hunting young Scott and young Jean like they're criminals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is an odd stance for them to suddenly yeah, go into almost out of the blue, right? It's, well, it's interesting, too, because of... It's interesting for Wolverine to kind of be okay with this. Like, to be like, we're going to hunt these people who haven't really done anything wrong. Like, they, that's the thing that bugs me about it, is that, you know, at the end of the day... Oh, the only thing the, the, the only X-Men have done nothing wrong Beast is the one who brought them to the present to begin with like you know if you want to look at someone and put the finger on them that's who you blame like, kinda yeah like all Cyclops and Jean Grey have ever wanted to do is just do whatever they want to do like why do they have to you know it's, it's not their fault they're in the present and they should be able to do it, make their own decisions that's kinda it so Rachel feels sorry for them she masked their escape and they hop in the land speeder. Now, and... what's Rachel's end game here, though? Seriously, though, like, why does she even bother? Besides, uh, you know, from a, oh, the from... hummingbird is what it's called. Oh, sorry, the hummingbird. Uh, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, besides from a storytelling perspective, needing a reason for them to escape, really, what is her motivation? Like, honestly, and what is her end game? What is she really planning to do about this? Like, what's the point? I guess because she's out of time too, maybe. And, I, I and guess kind of her mom. And it mom is her dad. mom. Okay, uh, it's maybe. her mom and dad, yeah. Maybe. Oh, a land speeder. So, and they zip off to Utopia, where they meet uh, the Uncanny X-Men team. Okay. And that's, what, three chapters in now? That's three chapters in. 
And we are 50 minutes in. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's do an hour. I was going to keep this to an hour. I'm gonna, uh, it was your idea for me to go issue by issue. I, it was. Well, I, it's interesting for the you know recap to kind of things, because there's a lot of things I probably would have missed if I just talked about it on a macro That's sense. All right, so Uncanny, issue number 12, which is part number four, uh, Bendis and Bakshalo. Bakshalo's back. Yep, Bakshalo's very nice. I enjoyed the Maria Hill stuff in this. Okay. I really did because I thought she was just written and it was fun and it was kind of witty it was great um, you know it opens up with you know Commander Commander Hill we have another X-Men situation like, come on you know yeah, uh, the temporal displacement uh, department is picking up some disturbing readings from the junior school of higher learning I swear to god I'm going to kill Henry McCoy um, what bugs me about this and this is not anyone in particular's fault um, I Daisy Johnson's supposed to be the freaking leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, I know in Secret Avengers they kind of deposed her briefly, but Daisy Johnson's supposed to be the master of S.H.I.E.L.D., yet everywhere uses Maria Hill instead, and it just undermines the fact that it's supposed to be Daisy Johnson. And no one, it's like no one at Marvel talks to each other. No one knows that Hickman set up very clearly that Daisy Johnson is the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. End of story. It's not Maria Hill. Yet in everywhere it's Maria Hill. Pisses me off. Now, again, Secret Avengers, they've kind of discussed this and kind of said that, you know, she's something happened with Daisy Johnson because they were basically assassinating a, the leader of the AIM Island. So, I mean, there's a reason why she's not around right now in that book. But really, that's this has been going on for a while. No one's been using Daisy. Sorry. Hmm. Well, I guess me. Maria is Especially more ben, recognizable, though. I guess. But Bendis is also, like, the creator of Daisy. So why isn't he using her at all? Like, Good point. He helped set up the damn character. That being said, he also set up Maria. And Maria is now a movie star. And a TV star, technically, in one episode. So, I mean, yeah, she's cute. She's fun. I mean, she's just she's just a mouthpiece, though. Like, she doesn't have a lot of personality here. Like, she's just... I liked her. She was fun here. I, I enjoyed the, the moments she had. Very, very quick in between. I feel it was a little drawn out, this, this sequence. It went on a little bit longer it's, than it is. Two pages, fine. It's good. It's, yeah, it's two pages of Bendis dialogue, though. I'll take this over any dinner table talk the Avengers had any day of the week. If he could fit a dinner table in the helicarrier, you don't <laughs> think he would make it, make it so? like Easy way. I enjoyed it. Um, so here we have a moment. Um, Still not a fan of the white costume of Magneto. Doesn't make any sense thematically. Everyone else is wearing dark colors. I'm going to wear white now. <laughs> what? Yeah, I guess it's kind of weird. But See, this is, is the... Yeah, this is so the at, this, at this point of the book, when I'm reading it, I feel like... The storyline slows down. Storyline slows down, and I feel like I'm reading AVX meets Age of Ultron. Okay. Right? Interesting. Where you have now Gene, a young Gene, a young Scott is Hope, and they're running around between different yes. factions of X-Men and this and that, right? Yeah. Uh, running away from Wolverine, running to Cyclops, is that the other thing? Oh, Changing yeah. sides, and, uh, you know, everyone trying to outdo the other, and you got the time travel crap going on. So here's where it kind of like. I was, you're, I was you're very right. I mean, that is a kind of a problem here. Is that it seems like it's always you know, faction A wants this, faction B wants this, and you're ping ponging, and that happens throughout. Yeah, it's uh, a major problem. Well, it was. It really came to a head. Like, I was. I'm at number four here, uh, chapter four, and I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm starting to like. I was okay with where we we're going. Now I'm kind of like. I feel like we're rehashing mm-hmm. stuff. Like we we get going back again in chapter five, thankfully. Yeah. Um, well, interesting that you you bring up the AVX connection. AVX, it, it, there's another parallel. I mean, AVX started as one story and became two other stories in the middle. You started out with the very clear hopes the Messiah. Yeah, they're fighting over hope, 
that was the first what four or five issues. Then the Phoenix Five happens. Yeah, totally not what you expected it to be. No, uh, that starts a different story, and then it, it leads you down a different road. That's kind of what the storyline felt like. You thought it was going to be very clear. You have the future X Men trying to get the uh, you know the the original X Men back to their 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 past. Uh, that's very clear. That's the story, and then it just gets more and more complicated and. A little bit. And more layers, and it definitely starts to shift. But you're right. At this point, you're kind of like, okay, how long is it going to be? Like, is there enough gas in the tank to make this particular story happen right. for another Cause, six cause issues? Because we're almost halfway through here, right? Yeah. And what have you really accomplished? Because they haven't done the big switcheroo where you start to be like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe I should have been more patient. Because but... this issue, what it really does is you have Young Jin and, and, and Young Cyclops explain to the Uncanny team what's been going, what's on. Been going on. It's yeah. almost a recap issue. Mm. Right, saying, "Oh, here's this X Men from the future. They're gonna cause some shit." Yeah, I guess um, Emma wouldn't have felt, not to use a Star Wars phrase on purpose, but like you know, a tremor in the Force because her powers aren't what they used to be. Because usually, wouldn't she have felt like wouldn't two huge psychics? I mean, obviously, Jean, if she's that crazy powerful as Zorn, and future Xavier, wouldn't their presence, wouldn't their arrival, have been kind of a, a blip on the radar? I mean, I don't know if you remember when. uh when X-Men first crashed Earth, that was a huge warning sign. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was a telepathic shockwave. All the telepaths felt it. Um, I'm just surprised that they wouldn't have felt them kind of arriving. Well, they've been cloaking their thoughts and stuff. Right from the I don't care right? for cloaking your thoughts. When you're there, I mean, there's there, there's a there's a dispa- um, an imbalance in the, you know, telepathic... Maybe Legion was walking on a beach with someone. <laughs> fellow, I don't know. I, probably. Um, a terrible panel on that AVX book. It's <laughs> so random. <laughs> Son, why are we in the water on the beach? Weren't they not even on like the beach itself? Weren't they in the water on the beach? Yeah. They were yeah, in the water. They were like a suit. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, tangent. Um, so yeah, they're getting their side of the story, and Magic at this point reveals that she had gone to the future, and they're trying to figure out what happened, and she again disappears after hearing... What's been going down? She always, I guess she's always had the ability to slice through time. Well, her powers got the more stuff? powerful um, post-AVX. And those really explained what can, she can really, really do. Okay. So we're just kind of accepting the fact that remember, she can cut through time, yeah, I suppose. I guess. I don't remember much of the... I knew that she's kind of done that before. Like When she first kind of came back, there was a bit of time travel involved. So it doesn't surprise me. But again, it feels very like... Really, you need to give her that she can do. Like she's already going through, you know, sp- through space. Now she can also go through time. I guess so. now she's Hero Nakamura. <laughs> there you go. And very clean book shallow art, by the way. It's very. It's it's not. It's yeah, nice and clean. it's not as muddied as uh, times. A lot be. like the, like you know, everyone looks kind of different. They're very nice with Oro here. Uh, storm looks very good. Everyone has kind of some personality. I actually don't like his storm. So okay, well, fair enough. A uh, little. I don't know. Something about it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, at this point, like, where what, what, where is the story really moving? Well, it's hard to say, right? So you got, you know, you've decided, okay, so they're look, they're begging Cyclops, old Cyclops to help them out and uh, figure out what to do. And you go back to Wolverine's uh, team, and they're trying to search for the young ones, and they're still kind of debating whose choice it should be to go back. Um, you know, here Deadpool says, hey, I used to think I was in the comic book. Jesus. So, nice little Deadpool clips little, in there. A little too cute. A little too cute. It's okay. Um, you know, Big Bad Xavier's head floating in the middle, I guess, in the hardcover, it'd be about that. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. As you, 
Um, for those who don't know, I mean, I, I've, I've been griping about this lately, is that the, the new hardcovers seem to have a lot of gutter loss, um, which is one of the reasons why when I was going to pick up uh, all new X-Men in, you know, in trade formats for my bookshelf, I'm waiting for the actual trade paperback because I don't want to have this severe gutter loss that exists. Um, I'm hoping it's decreased in the, uh, in the soft cover volumes. Cause... I think it will be. Based on your other Marvel Now ones, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. But it's unfortunate because, as I've griped about on the show before, it used to be you had the hardcover, and then maybe a month or two later you'd have the softcover. Now it's eight or nine months later, and I'm dying for them. Like, just there's such a huge delay. So then there's just kind of bickering, and then back to Cyclops' team. They're kind of like you have Wolverine's team bickering amongst themselves, trying to figure out what to do, and then you have Cyclops' team bickering amongst themselves, figuring out what to do with his kids and sending them back. And the readers bickering, should I even buy more of this? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they finally decide, okay, we're gonna help these guys out. Um, you know, Warren steps up, says, okay, let's go, guys. I said we should go home from the get go. Why are we here? He's kind, of, yeah, he's kind of just a broken record. This is his moment in the whole series, by the way. It's the only yeah. time he really does he's, much of anything. He's very much a broken record. Yeah. We should go home. And then eventually they get found by, and here's Zorn. No, again, center. this panel of Zorn when she kind of shows up here, very evil looking. Very evil looking. And again, given where the turn that the storyline takes, makes more sense. Yes. But here, yeah, this is very, very kind of like, why are they painting them to be so villainous? Yeah. And then here's Emma. Love the tits. What's, um, what's up with that, really? <laughs> it just gets weirder. Uh, you know, chomping at the bit for a chance to fight Jean. Um, Which makes sense. You know, and uh, they're going to go at it. Come next issue. So that's where they leave you at. So, so by now we're 40% in. We've had, what, three chapters by Bendis by this point? <laughs> it's a lot of Bendis. A lot of Bendis. But is that even right? Hold on. Yeah. That's right. So what's the next chapter? Wolverine and the X-Men? Next chapter is Wolverine and the X-Men. So Jason Aaron and who's on art? Uh, Kevin Coley. Kevin Coley? Kevin really? Coley, yep. Yeah. I would have rather Bradshaw, but yeah, Kevin Coley. Wow. I actually, I forgot about this because again, there's been so many uh, things going on. Um, I really like him over on uh, Superior. Okay. I think he's been doing Superior. I know he was a Spider-Man artist for like a while. Uh, Giuseppe Kevin Coley. I really enjoy his art. He's not the same on X-Men. So, we are running, not out of time, but, you know, let's, 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 let's keep up this way. I will shut up for a while. <laughs> that will speed things along considerably. Okay, well, the, the big start off of this one is you have a big psychic battle between Emma, the Cuckoos, and Young Jean versus Zorn Jean. Oh, yeah, that bored me. Um, yeah, so they kind of went out on the psychic plane for a bit. Because they're just standing there in real life, but they're going, like, having a big knockdown dragon fight. Yeah, a little bit, It's yeah. kind of boring. Um, and so the, the two Cyclopses decide to intervene where they can and they can't you know seem to do anything and then again more X-Men fighting X-Men um been there got the t-shirt yeah then Magic uh, shows up at the Xavier school for some reason to pick up uh, young Bobby and young Hank uh, and go into the future so they decide to leave the baby with Brew yeah no <laughs> I where did I miss Brew getting fixed? I guess you said it was like the last page of like the. It was the end of uh, the Hellfire Saga. Okay, I totally missed yeah, that. At the very, very. You end. would think I would have cared more. Did you love Brew? I do love Brew. Yeah. I want a hero cook of Brew. I want Brew on my T-shirt. <laughs> I want a Brew plushie. Like I want all these. If they just made Brew merchandise, I'd be there. If he had his own book, I'd buy a one shot at least. Maybe not a miniseries. No, I would. Okay. Well, I'm a big fan of Brew. 
when written correctly, he is fantastic. Um, yeah, there's no real reason really given for why Magic's bringing them to the future. Those two, I don't know. She could probably just go and do it. I don't know why she needs them. Yeah, uh, like, why bring them at all? Along. Like, I, I just... There are some weird things that happen in the story, obviously, as you mentioned earlier. She goes to the, you know, future in the beginning. Why? Like, and does that even matter that she'd even done that original trip? Like, I uh, know we don't ever come back trip, to that. Like, did that ever? Did I don't they think do, so. No. So, what was the point of it? I don't think so. Just to kind of have us see that something happens in the future. Maybe. And then her bringing. Well, if you read the opening monologue, or le- almost sounds like a letter to her to Cyclops, it's like. Um, she had to know if, you know, the f- what they've done and, and everything is worth still fighting for in the future. Right? Okay. She was just curious and had to know. That doesn't seem like almost. a magic thing. Yeah, though. exactly, right? She's Her kind character. of a bitch. Like, yeah. She's kind of a cold... She's a hell frosty. demon. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... Like, I can't imagine her caring about Sheila. I could see maybe Emma. Like, Emma, as much as, like, you know, she's... I could see her having a, a moment of self-doubt. And actually wanting to see, I could see Cyclops wanting to see these people can't actually go into the future. But I mean, mm-hmm. these people would actually at least make it. Cyclops would make the most amount of sense for him to be like, I want to know it's worth it, um, you know. But for Magic to do it seems extremely out of character. Because what does she give a damn? She's a hell demon. So she brings the previous X Men to the future because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, she just pretty much shows up and demands them to come. I don't really. See her give a reason as to why I mean her taking them at all makes sense I guess to maybe like if she can cut through time and space why doesn't she just bring them back into the past weird yeah she says you maybe that was the plan and before they went to the future maybe. for some reason so the second fight finally ends and young Jean kind of wins and she's tired of the mystery and wants to know what the hell is so bad that happens that you ha- you're sort of determined to send us back yeah. right and so, seriously how does young Jean win Really? She's more powerful than Well, she... Old Jean is older, and her powers are kind of messed up, you know, and she's wearing this bleeding Zorn mask right now and trying to... That's true, she is. You know, so she's not at her best, and young Jean's at her... Not in her prime, in terms of the, her ability to use her powers, but no. they're or surfacing, and they're... So... Well, there's an argument to say that it's, it's more raw right now. Yeah, so I guess So that raw power is... is it's, un, it's, yeah. you know, it's harder to harness. So she figured out, and then Deadpool has this awkward moment. He kind of goes on a little bit of a rant and says, "You know, we need to save our future because it sucks." And I'm gonna shoot myself in the head and probably die and blah blah blah. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, this is this is Aaron writing him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's very on and off with Deadpool. Very true. But Gene stops him from shooting himself and says, "Okay, no, they're all right. We got to go back. Something that happens. They don't be saying what happens, but it, does she even know? She does know. She." She okay. yeah. her old self's mind, and now she knows. Okay. Um, so we all start heading back, and you know Wolverine gives Deadpool props for saying that, but then he whispers, uh, it's a shame it was all a lie. So his little rant was all bullshit anyway. So that's mm-hmm. when you first kind of get your kind of, oh, something something's is about to go here. down finally, right? Yeah. So, um, And then Magic appears in the future again with young Bobby and young Hank, and they are faced with another group of characters that look surprisingly unique and different. Yeah. An interesting group, for sure. Yes. So we and have this... now the all-new Future X-Men. Yeah. God. So that's <laughs> the fifth chapter, right? That's the fifth chapter. So now we're halfway through. Halfway through. So your impressions halfway through were... Well, again, uh, again, 
like I said before, it was AVX versus meets Age of Ultron, a big cavalcade of stuff. So, you know, the, this, this new group of characters, and that felt like when Age of Ultron jumped again, and you had that other group mm-hmm. of Avengers and that other world where um, Morgan Le Fay was oh, yeah. causing her shit, right? So, present, yeah. like, I'm whatever, hoping... Sorry, whatever happened to the future team that went into the future in Age of Ultron? Remember they were going to go find Ultron? The one with two Ultron's age? Yeah. 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 They went into the future where he was. They got slaughtered. And then we never saw it. No. Because then we instead we focused on Wolverine's fun. Yes. <laughs> Wolverine and uh, yeah. Susan Storm's incredible bogus journey through time. Yeah. We got no actual awesome Ultron. That's so stupid. All battle. Yeah. The only battle we got against Ultron, Ultron, like the actual Ultron in the entire thing, was when they quickly beat him. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, as an interesting side note, uh, the Age of Ultron, uh, I think I mentioned this to recently off-podcast, for those who were going to buy the hardcover but were put off by the solicitations that did not include the .1 issue, it is part of the hardcover. Makes sense. The 12.1 of Avengers. So now we're into what? X-Men? All new X-Men. All new X-Men. Bendis imminent again. Chapter 6, issue 17 of All new X-Men. And we start off with Allison Blair sitting in a big chair. And having a conversation with someone off-panel. Yep. Right? And This bugged me to no end. This bugged you to no end, eh? Oh my god, yes. Okay, why? Why is it her? Why is it why does Allison Blair get to be president? That's stupid. Why? I would have bought Cat Kitty Pride. I would not have bought Dazzler. There's nothing about Dazzler in any way that I would have bought this. Okay. Regardless of whether or not it's actually Dazzler or not. I would I would not But you couldn't kill Kitty Pride. Don't care. It would have been better. Would have been better. Would have made more sense. Have you ever read X-Men The End by Claremont? Uh, I think so. She becomes president of the United States there. It feels right. It feels like something that... It, it, she's a character I could see becoming politically involved. I could see her being a, the one to kind of unite people. Not Dazzler. Well, it seems to me that they wanted her to be the face. No, it's because Bendis is like, I want her to be Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to use Dazzler. She's the new Luke Cage. No. <laughs> stop it. Stop right. it, Bendis. Just stop it. <laughs> Not Dazzler. I read this and I was like, really? Dazzler? What kind of world is... Okay, I guess that's a reason to change that future to begin with. Uh, Dazzler's going to be president. Do I want to live in a world where Dazzler is president of the United States? Uh, Hell no. You are way too pent up over that. Okay, fair enough. I'm just, that's your stupid. Thing. I was okay with it. Dazzler! So what? Dazzler. This is the girl who married Longshot and was supposed to be the the, the, the freedom fighter of the Bojoverse. Not four fingers of fury, man. Longshot knows oh, what he's doing. Jesus. <laughs> All right, get us through this so, issue, please. Well, well, finally, we get a sense of where the, what's happened with these future characters, where they came from, what caused them to, or somewhat what caused them to do what they've done, why they're back. Yes. Um, so it's finally nice to get a taste of of you know the other side of it. I I was kind of bothered that Gene is wearing. Like, this is when things are good. So, Jean's still wearing the raggedy clothes that she wears now as she's Zorn. Like, it's an audio yeah, phone choice. Yeah, make I would think. You know what? Um, That's, it's one of those periods, it's kind of like, it's, they need you to to know who that character is easily and quickly, so they put you in the same clothes so you can make the, the jump. They do it in comics. It's not comics. Like, you can have Rogue and Green. That makes sense. You can put, still put I know, Jean the redhead. I know, they do the movies and TV shows all the time. Yeah, they they, they put them in their distinctive dress. Especially animated shows, like they'll they'll leave them in a specific dress so they all know it's them. So so Allison has her big speech. You here you see in the background a whole whack of various characters. Some you can make out, some you really can't, depending on 
like the Luther Mohawk's got to be some relation to Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Cap in a wheelchair, apparently. Is that supposed to be Domino or Maria Hill with an eye patch? I'm not entirely sure. Who knows? You got Vision. And she really wants to be like Nick Fury. Right? You got this. <laughs> Maybe she does. You got this uh, stupid Xavier character who I don't like at all. Who's this dude? That X-Men, you know, maybe? it's interesting. I have this hate, hatred for Dazzler's president, but you just hate Xavier. Like, you know, we both have these things that we just can't hand, handle at all. Who's that? Is that supposed to be Legion X-Men? Who's this dude with no shirt and the coat? It's maybe. hard to tell. Who's your guest, though? Let me see you again. This guy right here next to Dazzler. Wow, I don't know, because the artwork is terrible there. Yeah, he kind of scribbled that in. Yeah, I guess it would have to be. It almost looks like Quicksilver, the hair. But it, 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 but the, the the weird look is it X Men? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because X Men would be shirtless. So the crowd's going wild. The mutants have finally realized the dream come true. One of theirs is a president. You know, apparently Hank has, has something to do with this because Allison thanks him. Um, everyone yeah, is all emotional. Voter, ri- voter rigging. That's what he did. <laughs> Just saying. And then turn the page, and she gets barbecued. I like the idea of Matrix being the Secret Service, though, being all over the place. But he's all his clones got slaughtered by whoever the killer was. Um, and of course, here's where Beast kind of snaps, realizing no matter what they try and do, how far they get, mm-hmm. this is all they do to us. They just try and slaughter us. Another big major splash page of all these uh, beasts and dragons. What's the hell? Her head blasted off. Here? I don't know. But there? like, I this is where it kind of lost me a little. If it had been sentinels or something, but giant mythical dragons. Well, what it leads me to believe is that one girl from the first issue, the first bookend, yeah. her with her proper powers yes. that's leading this assault with these mystical beings. That's I, the only kind of connection I can make of it. I, I agree it shouldn't be sentinels. You know what? I hadn't thought of that, and you're right, but yeah. If you're going to draw the bead that this is a, not a mutant on mutant, because that would be mutant on mutants then. Because then it wouldn't be the, the, the dream being over. Right. That would have just been, well, there's always been mutant on mutant strife. But it means more if it's humans killing mutants. Right. But having giant dragons and shit, I'm like, I don't no, I don't get this. I agree. It should be more of a sentinel attack than this. But they should have still showed that girl from the first issue if that it yeah, indeed is her. Could, yeah, you know, I hadn't point. thought of that. And part of that's because I read it, you know, with a month in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you had the benefit of reading it all in, within two days. So you were easy, it was easier to make those leaps. Right. I love Quentin Quire's The Phoenix. I do and I don't. You do and you don't. Yes. Why is that? I dig it because I get the whole Aaron's love for Quentin and, and making Plus, him cool. that's always been the way it was supposed to be. Like, he's yes. been involved with the Phoenix before. No, that's fine. But after AVX, what happened? Phoenix Force is gone. Right. In so the future. what the fuck is in this? In the future. In the future what? Things happen. Alternate realities. We don't even know if this is the prime reality or not. It is. This is what the future is supposed to become. Yes. Well, Technically, right? Yeah. So this phoenix shouldn't really exist. Where did this phoenix come from? I know there's all kinds of shenanigans you can think of, but I guess there's a lot soon. worse things going on. So. Too soon. Yeah, too soon. Y- you're right. Phoenix Force. Yeah, uh, you just had a big thing with it. Just get rid of it. Like, I don't know. For me, it was the opposite because I was like, now I'm more interested in how the Phoenix Force is around. My pro- I, I wasn't like, oh man, are you kidding me? The Phoenix Force should be gone. Why is it here? It's more like, why is it here? Like, I'm more excited by that. Like, I like the tantalizing prospect. Of seeing, like, Quentin Quire as the Phoenix. What does this mean? How does the Phoenix Force exist? Does something happen to reignite it? It's the Phoenix Force. It's going to reignite. Come on. Like, it's the Phoenix. It's, it's the, the comeback. The whole, point, the whole of point of it. You can't it. destroy yeah, yeah. it. Plus, it's energy. Like, you can't just destroy it. It's gonna I be, guess. It's going to come back. Yeah. It's interesting that he gets to be, you know, he's still a dick. He's still yeah, Quentin yeah. Quire. <laughs> but now he's the Phoenix. It's kind of, I like when he meets himself later. No, that's great. Great that's moment. Great I stuff. I love, uh, I love the Wiccans here as, as Clint. Yes. 
like Cloaker, the Sorcerer Supreme, he's close Cloak Doctor and Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, a Wicked Hybrid. There, no. these were awesome. I love this man. Bendis read Exiles. Yeah. You know? well, what's interesting about that part with Billy too is that um, now I don't know where the story actually got published because I remember reading it in the Children's Crusade uh, trade paperback, the last story in that. And I guess you have the hardcover, right, of that Children's Crusade? Yes. Uh, the last story there, I don't know where it was originally published, but it's a. I guess it's to kind of show what prompts Iron Lad to go back in time to, to try and fix things. Anyways, and in it, you see one. A, the last page has Billy show up, and he's the Sorcerer Supreme. And so I, I just wish there was more of a tie-in to that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Because like, there is a version of him that does become the Sorcerer Supreme. So kind of having him be a melding of Cloak and, and Doctor Strange was cool. Because, it, again, it was definitely a different look, because here he looks more like Cloak, whereas in the other one he definitely looks like Doctor Strange. But it's, 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 a, it's a mix. So he's got the Eye of Agamotto on, his, on the cowl there, yeah. and he does have the stripes that Cloak does, so it's definitely a hybrid of the two. Did he murder Cloak? <laughs> Did he absorb his powers? I don't know. That's kind of badass. Is, is Dagger under his pants somewhere? I don't know. Well, he's gay. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, but like this group of X looks badass. I like this group. I would love to see more about this particular group of X. I love the look of Colossus. I that love big, it. That beard? Big ass, the, 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 the beard the, is the great. The beard. Oh my god. The, looks... And he has his own soul sword all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it's a badass look you know? for him. Colossus hasn't been cool in a long time. I know. And I saw him here. Go, yeah! Yeah, it's awesome, right? Didn't know who the storm with the tiger was, right? Well, now we know. We, we know now. And then it's you know, Jubes got Wolverined up somehow, so that was interesting. You know what? That's not surprising. Do you remember the time in the, I think, early two thousands or late nineties when uh, Shadowcat had the one Wolverine claw? Yes, that she, that she yeah. carried around with her. Yeah, right. Very reminiscent of that kind of. Kind of, but what energy power is she using to have? I don't know. Claws. Who knows? Claws. Things happen and, and, in the future. And the ice wizard, right? I love him. Yeah. I think he just wants him to have facial hair. I, I, exactly. That was a big re-going thing. I, I can't grow facial hair. You see that? He looks a lot like the Frost Giants from Thor, though. Ah, whatever. I think it's cool. Not in a bad way. Yeah. I'm just saying he does. Um, so the Iron Sentinel X-Men thing, uh, probably the only kind of... I get why less the reveal happens, but mm. again, I just kind of there. I bet I agree with you. Quint Choir is cool as the Phoenix. I yes. agree with it. I guess again, too but soon. too soon for too a Phoenix. Soon. Yeah, too soon. I gotcha. Um, and uh, again, also a little bit weird because you know Cyclopsy Iliana. Well, Peter. Oh, oh Colossus. Human. Remember, last time these two saw each other, I see you again. I'm going to kill you. Yes, like, obviously something happened. Clearly, something happened. She made a sacrifice. That's why he has the sword. And yes. there's been a reconciliation okay with that. down the road because these are different versions of these characters. And at the end of the day. Um, Ileana has no real ill will towards Colossus in the current continuity. Colossus just has a problem with her. So at some point, he that he changes his perspective. Clearly, yes. I'm fine with that. We'll have to. I liked go seeing there. Colossus happy about his sister again. That's very true. And that, his powers are fixed. Thank goodness. Yeah, and just seeing a happy Colossus because I, I you just like the stash. That well, yeah, that too because <laughs> it's bitching. But um, there, there's just I don't know. Colossus is one of those characters. He's not interesting when he's unhappy. Like he's supposed to be the stoic one. The, the he's the soul of the X Men often. Um, and I like seeing him as a happy character because he's just got this gentle soul. So seeing him kind of ruined over in uh, Cable and X Force for a while isn't something I'd ever had any interest in. So seeing a more pure version of the character, even if yeah. it's a future version, that we won't probably yeah, see again, was good enough. He's big, he's strong, he's got a sword and a dirty sash, he's, he's rocking. 
Yeah, this one's boss is great. So pretty much, they see Ileana and say, "Get the fuck out of here! You're gonna screw things up. We we can't tell you anything. We don't want you here. You gotta go back. Gotta go back. Gotta go back. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's all the, the big pressure going on. But you know, they they go, look, we have you know people from your future back in our time trying to screw things up. Yeah. We know something's fishy. You gotta help us, right? Yeah. And then we flash back again to the assassination of Dazzler. Beast is broken. Um, you know, Peter no, and... Uh, Colossus sorry? already has the sword at this point, right? Uh, yes. So well, dur- ha- not here, but here he does. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of inconsistencies in the art. Bit, yeah. But it would appear that after... So when the assassination takes place, he's already done whatever he needs to do to get the sword. Yes. It's a giant sword. Yes. Not as big as Cloud Sword, but... Or, Cloud or Corvus's. Yeah. Or Corvus, yeah. Yes. That, there it is. Um, Phoenix Blade or whatever. So here it is. Here he's beast broken, right? Just, sorry... I'm very random, and I'm mm. asking a lot of questions. Sure, go ahead. Where's Corvus these days? Like, he, the last time we saw him, he was in space with a blade that no longer had the Phoenix Force. And Rachel was depowered from the Phoenix Force. And then Rachel got home with uh, Havoc and Polaris, and I, I don't remember reading that story. So I don't even remember how that happened, what happened to Corvus afterwards. Then they come back in X-Factor, though, wouldn't you know that? Um, well, they came back, I think, in X-Men or X-Men Legacies when they brought... Like the actual those X characters back to, the, oh, to Earth. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't explain what happens to Corvus because no one gives a damn. But Corvus, and Hevsba, right? Yeah, her too. Yeah. She was on Earth for a long time. She, she was a, a trade off, right? Yeah. Certain X Men stayed in space. Certain That's X-Men, right. And then Story Jammers. Where's she now? She, she had a very. I knew she wouldn't last. She where's was Warpath very even? Yeah, after they disbanded X Force. What happened to Warpath? Yeah, he didn't get he didn't get the call. He's probably sitting at home. Um, is, is, are the Uncanny X Force going to call me? No, no, they're not. They don't need you. They got Deadpool now. Lost a lot of kickers. Lost in limbo. He's just sitting. Happens. He's just sitting at home. But you see it here too. Like we'll get to that. Like there's some characters who get put on the sidelines here too. The problem is the X Men are awesome. There's so many of them. They keep expanding. So you're trying to keep. The core, a core cast, a core group together, right? Mm. And you can't go off and, and touch everyone, right? So they have some nice fun moments with certain members of the cast. Like eventually, in in this next X Men issue for Brian Woods, you get some moments with Psylocke, stuff like that. You get the Quentin Choir thing and Wolverine and the X Men, stuff yeah. like that, because they're core characters in those books. So you get little teases, but they're little taste because I gotta keep the the main story rolling, right? Yeah. Um, but they did a really good job with having uh, future. The future versions interact with the past versions. That yep. was really cool and some good moments. It, it's too bad Colossus didn't have a current version to interact with this. Right? Very true. Actually, yeah. now that you mention it, it does feel like we had a lot more of, you know, the, the original X-Men seeing different versions of themselves as opposed to there being meaningful impact on a lot of the regular X-Men. Because that that's what you want to see coming out of this is some sort of... Like, we can see the what the ramifications are going to be for the all-new and uncanny X-Men books because Bendis writes them. Mm-hmm. But for the other books, are they really going to be addressing any aftermath? Is there even as much aftermath for them to address? Like, really, after we'll this... We'll talk about the ending. There's a lot of thinking about the ending, I think. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. you had three Icemans going, you had three beasts going, right? Yes. Angel's non-existent. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, the two Cyclops, and then the, obviously the there's some big stuff for, for Jubilee. I mean, yeah. there's a few characters that from the other books that have some sort of impact, but like Rogue doesn't again factor in at all. Absolutely, Gambit's not even around. No, he's in his own shitty book, which I think already got canceled. So. Actually, Gambit has a quick cameo in the next issue. 
or in the, one of these issues. Isn't yeah. that sad? Remember when he was like the biggest thing? I know, I know. You know, it was all about like the mysteries about Gambit, how exciting he was, and Joe yeah. Madden made him look it's badass. Like, and suddenly we're like, where is he? Yeah, he shows up in this one panel. Oh, okay. That's that's your Gambit fix. <laughs> uh, so after they decide Beast is still broken and battered, um, like the reader finds out what's happening, right? Yes. Uh, but they're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Do the Iceman. I like... love this Iceman trying to talk to the wizard Iceman going, are you me? Yes. Okay, but wait a minute. What about the Hulk Iceman that's in the thing? Well, eventually you learn with your powers. She's like, shut up. Don't tell him these things. God damn it, Bobby. Yes. Although really, I mean, he's kind of been doing that in the present. I want to see how Bobby becomes badass wizard Bobby. I, I do. Like I, I want to read that book. Bendis, write that book. I will read it. Um, yeah, I guess he should just do Exiles. They should. I would, I'd love him to do Exiles. I think he'd nail it. Um, really, anyone could. It's just you gotta. You gotta do it right. You gotta. You know what? The original formula was what made it work. Is that you, you change things up? You do really quick stories. Every issue, like every storyline is either one or two issues maybe three for the big ones mm-hmm. but that, that's it you don't do six part epics you don't spend that's what Claremont did wrong because he oh, spent I a know. lot of time in one story you and you're like this is boring you gotta keep no. it fast paced you gotta yeah. go in quantum leap yeah, one, two, exactly. Epic, one, two issues go 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 in and out in and out it's not it's not a, a book that you gotta make for trade no, right, you can't. You make six issue arcs, right? You just no. gotta do a boom, boom, you boom. You do two or three. It's kind of you write it the way Slot writes a Spirit Spider-Man. You do, yeah. you know, because Slot has mastered how to do. Well, first of all, he crams too much in at times, which is unheard of these days. <laughs> Fair to Most say. people do. You don't read a four dollar comic from Marvel and go, "Man, too much happened." <laughs> but with a Slot book, I actually feel that way. I feel like, "Holy crap, I really got my money's worth." And then I read, you know, a Bendis book, and it might be good, but I don't feel like I, you know, got nearly as much development. So what else we got in this? So just after some quick debates with the the future, the in fact the future X Men um, reveal themselves to be the good guys. Uh, you know, Colossus says, "No, no, I do what I need to do for my sister. We're going back. There's no vote. Let's let's head back there." Um, Who's the leader of the future X Men? Is it is that well, really mentioned? Jubilee kind of says, "I call the shots around here." Yeah, she said, "No, there's no vote. I call the shots around here." What? Yeah, man. Yeah. Was no one else voting that day? Like, well, looking at this cast of characters, who's your leadership to? Colossus? He's the elder statesman at that point. I guess so. Well, who do we have? You have Jubilee, Jubilee Wolverine, right? You have Wiccan, Wizard Iceman, okay, Badass well, Colossus. Would, like, why not Wizard Iceman? I, I believe, the, the, the beard Wizard, makes me believe in him. <laughs> you shall not pass. Yes. Yeah. Or even Quentin Quire. Like he's okay, the powerful let's not get too far Okay, maybe not Quentin Quire. <laughs> but Colossus. Colossus should be the leader. Mm. Come on. Well, like, Jubilee. Someone... That's like Dazzler being president. Oh, wait. Wait, it happened. Well, I guess if, in a world where Dazzler can be president, Jubilee can lead the X-Men. Yeah. She can tell Colossus I love how Eminem made makes yeah, Bobby he look here. Yeah, definitely That's plays fantastic. up the... The cartoony aspects of Iceman's powers yeah. and his and, He's and literally his a, a snowman. A walking snowman. He's just a walking snowman it's looking fantastic. at a, an Looking at a badass wizard of himself. It's so cool. And yeah. just, again, a lot. Bennett did such a good job with the Bobbies in this, yes, in this whole 10-part epic. So Peter says, we're going back, and they go back, and then uh, they run in with the Cyclops' team here. See, again, it's... It, we we have some really good elements here, but at times it just it feels like a very disjointed story. Like the the, the sequence though just feels very haphazard. Like we have this whole issue about the future and seeing that well, who the real X Men of the future are, and then the Uncanny X Men are just kind of sitting there like, oh well, we're just gonna wait until our part of, this, of the crossover comes back. Like 
Well, like, they, they've lost. The battle's over. The battle's over. They, we're just they're standing going back, here. and they're sending the kids back. So we've done our part, and, you know, we're not going to, like, that's, as far as they know, it's over. It didn't feel weird to you? I don't well, know. If they had just... the fight, everybody then came to a stop, and it's over. Yeah. Right? So as far as they're concerned, Wolverine's going to continue to do his crap, and we're going to do our stuff, and they have, they have no reason to conflict anymore at that point. I suppose so. Right? It was over. So now we got X-Men, what, number six? six? Chapter seven of the crossover. So this is Lopez. Which Lopez is David. This? David Lopez, okay. Yeah. Um, Does he give you um? A, he kind of reminds me at times in his art of uh, Marquez, who did the all new X Men uh, chapters when Eminem took his break. Okay. And uh, also reminds me a little bit of Sarah Pacelli. Okay, I can see that. A little bit of the two. Okay. There's something in the artistic style. I don't know what it is. So in this book, we start off by focusing, again, more on Wood's side of the run with all the girls uh, in the mansion. So you got Jubilee here, Armor, uh, Blaine. Yeah, a lot of characters that I didn't think we'd see ever yeah. again. Like, oh yeah, Armor's yeah. actually in the school. Yeah. This Blaine chick. Uh, talk about the incident with Mercury that happened earlier on in this uh, the four issues prior to this. Yes. Uh, There's some happened. continuity. Like, what I like about what Wood does is he finds a way to manage progressing the storyline that's going on in, the, in this event, but also his own story. So, all that happens here is they make a little uh, gadget for Shogo to wear so he's protected from certain things uh, he gets reclaimed from Brew. So convenient, though. <laughs> Very convenient. So the Dove and the Blackbird are flying back to the uh, Jean Grey school. Uh, Wolverine and Rachel have a quick psychic conversation. Sorry, you were flipping through this. I don't remember seeing this before. A card battle game inspired by the, by the, inspired by the landmark event? What is this? This is Battle of the Atom card game? It's a mobile device game, yeah. It's a big oh. thing right now. Card games based on pop, pop culture stuff. There's a G.I. Joe and Transformers really? 1. Really? Uh, I'm one. totally yeah, out of it, apparently. It's, it's a little fun. It's a little premature to call this the landmark event, though. Yeah, it's a marketing thing, right? I know, but the, the yeah. landmark event... Because all this is... Like, that's the uh, X-Force art there. Yeah. Like, it's all the 50th poster. anniversary event or something yeah. that's more accurate than the landmark event. Yeah. Are you going to be talking about this 10 years from now? That's a landmark. Oh, okay. Just saying. Like, a landmark story. Can you think of any landmark stories in the last ten years? That was a long sigh. Hard to say. That's a good question. Right? That's a good question. The X-Men... When was I a complex? Was that landmark? I still enjoy it. I still... Because this is the first... I, you had Messiah Complex, Second Coming, and this is the next... Like, AVX is kind of a cross-reading of the X-Men, and this next yep. X event, right? Yeah. So I would probably put those two still before this, for okay. sure. Okay. For just sure. I'm just curious, because, like, yeah, it's an interesting concept, like the landmark X event. Yeah. What have they done? Oh, it's now. It's, it's all new. So Wolverine's talking to Rachel and psychically, so no one else overhears a conversation for whatever reason. But she, you know, Wolverine kind of, you know, Rose just chilling, reading a book. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's an X Men title. Why not? Brian Woods, so she, she has to, to be in there. Up. She has some screen time, I guess. Um, Again, this character, one of the biggest characters in the X Men universe. I love her so much from the nineties. People loved her from the animated series. My God, they have and now her so bad. She has a panel where she's reading a book because no one knows what to do with her. What are her powers today? I don't know. Right? I know she can control her absorbing powers, but based on some stuff in AVX, she only can absorb one at a time. Oh, yeah. Right? And only control one at a time? Like, she, like, mimic, but only times one? Like, That's kind of boring. I, I don't know. Yeah. She, she's she's not interesting anymore. Yeah. They've nerfed her so bad. And her damn classic, you! Her classic power is... Well, not even classic, sorry. Her power set from uh, Miss Marvel, Marvel was just 
Why well, monkey with it? I That's know. how everyone knows her. I know, I know. Grandma's salty fucked her up in now, Extreme X-Men. Do you think part of it, I mean, like, there's a lot of reasons that, like, Aquaman as a character, I have a reason for mentioning Aquaman, mm-hmm. um, part of the reason why DC can't really let him go or ever really, is because not only, obviously, his history with the JLA, but also because of the Super Friends. Because there's this this history of the character, because of the Super Friends, his, his inclusion in that show has helped to kind of keep him around in the, in the public sphere more than anything else because his book often doesn't really work or it's constant relaunches he's kind of like Hawkman that way both characters kind of actually did Hawkman make appearances in Super Friends? unimportant anyways in, to some extent isn't that kind of true of Gambit and Rogue these days that they were a huge hit they were on a big TV series but they but they've, they've kind of have no real presence anymore and as part of the reason they're kind of being kept around is because there, there is this history but no one really wants to use them anymore. But why? I don't know. What's wrong with these characters that you can't... Like, I understand how much they have fucked around with Rogue and they've not made her as fun to write anymore because she's... What is she anymore? But Gambit still charges up and throws, throws cards. That hasn't changed. In a, he like, used to be more mysterious. I mean, up in... Like, from... What, when he first appeared in, what, like, 90 or 89 to 97, 98? He, he was kind of a blank... Like, he was this cool... You know, again, part of it was the era, like that, the trench coat, you know, it was kind of the look. Like, that's not even, like, a current look. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, the late 80s, early 90s, that was just really cool, badass look for the character, and now it just kind of looks odd. I don't know. Like, you could have had a badass Gambit as a future character or something. Like, there's could... He used to have telepathic powers originally his first appearances, so he could have been there instead of Xavier. Oh, yeah, he did have mild... Something very I remember mild. reading that in like an old trading card or something. Yeah, he had yeah, some yeah. latent telepathic abilities. Yeah. Really, he was just so charming. Like as cool as it is, have Wiccan be the cloak sorcerer supreme and having this daughter of Storm. Those characters still could have been the, someone. The daughter of Storm, at least, there's potential for future development. For sure. Have they mentioned who her dad is? Uh, no, but based on the panther walking next to her, who knows, right? Yeah, but we actually get a feel of what that panther can or can't do. No. Um. So we get back to the mansion, Junior School, and uh, Jubilee, you know, sees, I don't see a bunch of, you know, tired X-Men, I see babysitters, kind of out of the blue. Yeah, very out of the blue. Welcome home, take care of my baby. Okay. Um, And then my my favorite buddy here, Xavier, just kind of lets everyone continue walking, and then he says, okay, it's time to let the shit go down. Because he realizes that both young Bobby and young Ice, or young, sorry, young Bobby and young Hank are no longer at the school, and he's all five of them to be together, and then shit starts to go down, so he starts to almost mind wipe or mind blast Bling here. Mm. Um, and then uh, Rachel says, oh my god, Wolverine is right, these guys aren't who they appear to be. And then, oh, Shadowcat, old sh- uh, future Shadowcat, it's not Shadowcat, she's in fact this mystique Wolverine thing. Yeah, that's right. That for seeds to gut Wolverine who we really reminded is powerless oh yeah yeah Wolverine yes, should right stop having sex with Mystique though well he does actually say at one point I'm not having sex ever again <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that's right in this, in, in, in that's right I forgot about I, that I, I really chuckle at that um yeah I didn't like this person yeah this, the this character is very like yeah blah yeah especially because Why? we just had him kill his other son yeah in and Kenny X Force, and that yeah. meant a lot more. Yeah, actually, um, yeah. I, I, to go back to Uncanny Avengers, there was a nice kind of mention that there's a videotape 
of Wolverine killing uh, Dakin, and they're going to release it to, to the world to kind of discredit Wolverine as a as an Avenger. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of badass. Like, wow. And like it really, like it's kind of messed up that he killed his son. It is. I really want to buy that. And the more than ever, I want to buy that omnibus. Like, why can't this just be a mystique? Yeah, uh, because... They, why not just be a mystique? No, they wanted to be Wolverine's son. Why? Because they just got killed the other one. Maybe Recommender wasn't supposed to kill him. Maybe he just blew past Editorial, so they gave him another one. Either way, this should have been just mystique. I agree. There was no actual reason to have it be his son. Yeah. It could... Because the reveal of it being a mystique character is more than enough. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. So I need the Wolverine kind of bit to it. So, uh, so as I go going down the hangar and be slab, you know, Zorn has to play her card and start causing uh, shit. So she mind blasts everyone. Um, and and then we get to the shot where I where I remember. Oh yeah, Jubilee is still he's a vampire. vampire. Yeah, because they never addressed it in the regular book. No, like in the first four issues of X Men. I don't think there was one mention of her being a vampire. They didn't draw her like a vampire. No. They never showed her teeth. So I honestly didn't think she was a vampire. So in here, when she has the teeth, I'm like, really? She still is? How did I miss this? Yeah, when did that happen? Like, how did the, how is this still happening? I thought yeah. for sure this was taken care of. I know. And Salak makes her sudden appearance in the series. Um, she has been MIA until now. Yeah. Well, well she's busy she in X-Force. Last one too. She's in X-Force anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they have their little fight and... Uh, Slack like has her badass one where she, you know, mashes uh, Hulk Iceman with a mace while holding the baby. Yeah, it was kind cute. of badass. Um, you know, Rogue tries to absorb uh, Hulk, Hulk's Iceman powers, but realizes there's nothing there to absorb. There's no which person is, in there. Which is cool. Yeah. And we already knew that because of the previous issue, but it was still neat to see. And then we have Rachel versus uh, Xavier on the psychic plane, a quick little battle there. And uh, she takes care of business until Molly whaps her upside the head. Yeah, Molly is a bad guy. I'm not a fan yeah, of that. I'm not a fan of you there. I know. They could have put someone else there. Uh, and then, you know, this Mystique Wolverine dude, you know, saying, ha you have no powers. Sucker, sucker. Um, just a question. You kill, if you if you do kill your dad, aren't you dead? Like, isn't, like, we've kind of seen some sort of causality? Like, yeah, but... If, if that is his father... I think he mentions when he first gets him, oh, I'm not, I'm still here, so you must not be dead. Something uh, it's, okay. it's said there. Yeah, they, they, oh, good thing he didn't, like, knife his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> oh, well, they heal back anyway, right? So, well, no, he's no healing power right now. Oh, he's no healing power, uh, that's right, yeah. Power. So Wolverine really right. should have been like, oh yeah? You're trying to... Should have made him gut him somewhere yeah. else. So Shogo presses his button and he gets a little armor bubble around him and he's bouncing around all happy. And Extremely convenient. Any baby would. You know, I'd love to have a little force bubble to Well, do you around. remember uh, Na- uh, from Age of Apocalypse? Remember Charles was inside Nanny? When Na- when the... Um, what were, the, what were the, the Infinites? When the Infinites come to the mansion. Okay. And they're, in, they're underneath the mansion. They come to get uh, Charles. And Nanny's there with, looking all badass. And you have Charles just laughing in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Come right. on. Don't you remember AOA history? It was only Long 18 years ago. ago. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. That was yesterday. But uh, cool. Salak has a badass moment here where she's fighting Deadpool and this... Uh, I can't remember the stupid name is in there somewhere. The evil uh, Mystique Wolverine here, and they have a nice little two-on-one uh, action here. <laughs> two-on-one action, okay. Yeah. Well, because you know, here Deadpool professes his love for Salak, thinks she's a hot piece, and oh yeah, yeah that's really weird. A bit of a, a odd ramble, all of a sudden. Very and strange. Then, oh, okay. So 
Uh, after the two on one with Psylocke and Beast, uh, sorry, Psylocke and Deadpool and mm-hmm. uh, Mystique Wolverine. Uh, now we have Beast trying to send the three of the five back mm-hmm. uh, with you know, older Jean apologizing that it had to be this way. I have no choice. And Storm's like, I can never get away with this. Well, yes, we have because we've locked down the one classroom with Quentin Choir, Brew, and Mindy, and Genesis, yep. and the Teacher's Lounge with Gambit, and Warbird, and... Is that her name, Warbird? Yeah. And Dupe, because, oh, damn it, Dupe was going to ch- turn the tide for this battle. He was. And Xavier had, you know, somehow run out of the hangar and has now subdued Kirkora from causing any damage, so we have now taken control of the school. Mwahaha! You cannot stop us. Um... And, what uh, is their end game? Like, are they are they hoping that they just disappear? But they're out of time now. So, how does that again? Time travel, timey wimey makes my head hurt. Well, Jean's end game, as it gets revealed as we go on, is she doesn't want whatever happened to happen. So send them back to future cease to exist, and mm. something new will happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we got the Uncanny X Men kind of arrive. So they arrive with the good future X Men. Because uh, now the the other the first group is now dubbed the Future Brotherhood. Yes. Right. At this point, you read the uh, they don't actually call themselves that. You have to read the recap page at yes. the beginning to establish that. Yeah, I remember when I was reading one of the recaps. I'm like, wait, who? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the, oh, the, they the mean way. them. Yeah. So. Okay, gotcha. Uh, then we realize uh, the Iron Man Sentinel X, as they call him, they finally name him at some point here, um, is in fact the older version of Shogo, which is Jubilee's baby. Uh, I actually like that. It works. Yeah, I, that worked actually a lot for me. It gave uh, Jubilee, first of all, a nice reason to be in the story at all. Um, a nice connection to it um, showed that like her her being a mother isn't just some new thing. Like this is actually going to be a part of the mythos. I actually really like that. I mean, God, the character needs something that's not her being depowered, given power gauntlets, and then made into a vampire. Like, you need something to ground the character, and make her more human not make her a vampire and yeah. if that's giving her a son then that's that's fine and this way we know that there's stakes in that yeah. uh, he's not just an incidental character that they've introduced but th- th- he's actually got a son now. exactly and good on the wood to keep his core characters uh, more or less relevant pertinent, relevant as this big you know, yeah, uh, it is a little odd portals. to see something like Psylocke matter and then not matter and then matter, but that's true too. If you're gonna use her throughout, use her throughout kind of thing. But at this point, you're seven chapters so. in, and you're like, but at least she doesn't. What, like Rogue, she touched the snowman. I know that's all she does for the whole crossover. Yeah, she's useless. Like, it's interesting too. This is seven chapters. At this point, you're kind of like, well, what? Are they, how much are they gonna be able to do in the next three issues? Well, here because it starts getting fast and crazy, right? Like, I guess we've had this issue with Bendis before in the past. He spends the first what four or five chapters yeah. building, 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 yeah. and then when shit goes down, he has to fucking light speed it, yeah. and then stuff gets lost in translation. So this next issue, uh, chapter right. eight, is in which book? This chapter is Uncanny. It's Bendis Buckshallow. Okay. This issue thirteen. Of it's the got your favorite book. character on the cover. Your second favorite character on the cover. Yeah, this Mystique Wolverine. I, I can deal with it, but again, I feel like it could have just, just, just been Mystique. mystique. Yeah, that would have been enough. There's zero reason why it couldn't have just been. Well, it would have been more interesting in some ways too, because we already have like young Cyclops has dealt with Mystique. 
Like there would have been some sort of payoff for her, for him as well. Like yeah, there there like, could have been more there. And because Mystique's actually had a presence in All New recently, exactly, and in Uncanny a little yeah. bit. So even Wolverine, the X Men, she's been everywhere. Yeah. So having right? her the, her actually be involved would have meant something more absolutely than this weird new and future been, version. And it was cool. It was interesting too because you see a lot of good interaction between past and future characters. There was practically zero with old Kitty and current Kitty, right? Because well, it wasn't really old Kitty, right? I know that, but yeah. the, maybe because it would have shown something was up, but you never really got a... There was not even a, oh, you're me. <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't have been a moment, there was no moment between the two of them that maybe would have perked Kitty going, hmm. Yeah. Something not the right here. Well, that's true, because, I mean, like any, you, for a lot of, like, mysteries or where there's, like, kind of, like, a surprise, you want it to at least be that if you go back, there's a clue, but you couldn't tell it was a clue because you didn't know, you weren't looking for it. Yeah. There's nothing. To indicate that this is not going to be the real Kitty Pride. Yeah. There's nothing to indicate that this is going to be some weird other character. But they, there was an opportunity to do that, and they didn't. Yeah. So it, it felt a little cheap because you weren't playing. You weren't playing straight with your audience. Yeah. And why would you give cover treatment to a character like that? Like a full-on cover of just this character. Because it's a Wolverine-ish character. Because you know what? If you weren't buying the book, you would open that up and be like, "Who's that?" Is that Mystique? Is it someone give, else? Give me a is Mystique. it Wolverine? Song? Well, that's what I'm looking at. What, what is that? Is that Mystique or is yeah? I'm, I'm, I know, but from like a, if I hadn't been picking okay. up this event and I was I was giving it a pass and I look at some of these covers, I'm like, oh, they look fairly like oh, whatever. And I look at that cover, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know who that is. Is that what I think it is? Is it Mystique? Is it Wolverine? Is it both? What's going on? I'm just saying. Maybe or you that's... can go. That's garbage. I'm not buying this. Okay, move on right. to the. Bulk of the issue. Um, so they're about to uh, Basically go in and attack, school. but they get uh, discovered, um, and uh, they get attacked first by the people at the school. Um, and Psylocke turned out to be Mystique Wolverine, and she subdued and took uh, Bobby and Hank. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I guess the fight rages on between uh, my boy Xavier here and uh, Snowman Iceman. <laughs> Yep. Uh, There's just a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting happens here, yeah. So, you know, here Quincy with the Power of the Phoenix Force, you would think would melted uh, the Hulk Iceman. Yeah. But that's not the end of him. No. Then, I do like seeing Colossus and his sister together. This is wicked here. The two of them with their badass swords, they're going in, uh, and they got to fight uh, Molly and Deadpool. I do like the idea that they're, like, as much as I don't like that Molly Hayes got used as a villain, uh, I do like that they give the sense of there's some greater history between her and Colossus. Yes. Just kind of crazy. Now, my question is also when she kind of hulks up and is super strong, does she still get sleepy? Molly Hayes. That's a very good question. Because doesn't she get really like powerful, really strong, and then she just pass out? That's uh, that's very true. She doesn't pass out here. Like the Stark Tower slash Baxter Building Wars. What is that? Yeah, that's that's the fun part about future stories. You can they throw in all kinds of of tantalizing events. Yeah. So apparently, uh, oh, you remember back in the day? Did you ever read Hulk the End? No, no, sorry, not Hulk the End. Uh, Hulk Feature Imperfect. No. Okay, one of the most classic things that, that, that Peter David wrote for the Hulk and is by George Perez on art. And there's a shot, and for years people were obsessed over it, uh, where uh, the Rick Jones has survived. Like There was this nuclear holocaust. A lot of people died. Kind of like Old Man Logan-ish in, okay. in some ways. Um, anyways, Rick Jones still survives, and he has this 
basically the shrine of the age of superheroes. And it, there's all these different heroic artifacts. And it was always it was this great spread that was always cool to look at and be like, there's Captain America shield, there's all this other stuff. There's very some very uh, minor details that you can see in this image. I love shit like that. This idea of this greater sense of what's been happening in the future and seeing remnants of what you knew. So I love seeing comments like that as well. Okay. Sorry. I can do that. That's cool. Uh, so, Mon Colossus go at it, uh, Max takes on Deadpool, teleports him high above in the sky, and drops him to, apparently to his doom. Mm. Then comes back to impale through the back Molly. Remember, yeah. this happens. We'll come back to this. Okay. okay. Molly got impaled by a soul sword. Yes. Right? Now, that should be fatal, should it not? Um, you would think so. Or do I not understand She's how the soul sword works? She is invulnerable, though. Is she? She is. She has a, some level of invulnerability. Okay. I don't know how that operates for her. Okay, but, but it yeah. didn't stop her from being impaled. No, it didn't. I, I have no explanation. And go. Yeah, I got nothing for that. Okay. So um, apologies for those listening. There's been a little bit of an issue with a sound cat. quality because my cat has decided to attack the microphone multiple times. <laughs> it's okay. So okay, so we have her getting impaled. Then Cyclops' team is. Trying to fall back and retreat, Xavier uses Krakoa to pretty much swallow his team whole, along with some of the other future X Men. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of out of the picture for now. Uh, then I don't like this particular drawing by Buckshallow of no. uh, Xavier. It looks very feminine. Yeah, he's a feminine um, Xavier. So I don't know what happened there. I guess might be rushing a little bit to get this done on time. Uh, so. He lets uh, Gene know that we got to move the timetable up. Um, the problem with what starts to happen here is you have so many characters being written that it starts to just become this giant mush. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many people in play. There at this are point. so many. There's future X Men, future Brotherhood, current X Men, of which there's 800 of them. Both Cyclops' squad, people at the school, people on different teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, holy crap! And it's just it, it gets to be a lot to handle because who's doing what exactly right <laughs> you know and who's doing what where and you don't even have that many to go around but at times it feels like you don't have enough characters to go around and other times it feels like there's too many so it's 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 odd so essentially though you have they have all five original X-Men uh, in their possession they throw them on the time cube send them back let's, let's do it let's get it done and it doesn't work it bugs me that they have a time cube Sorry, there's only supposed to be a few time machines in the world, of which one would be like Doctor Doom's time platform. Uh, it really bugs me that the X Men have one in their basement, just ready to go. Yeah, because I don't no think uh, I don't think most people would let that happen. I guess not, but who's no something? So Magic quickly tries to jump in and stop them, uh, but she's unsuccessful. Um, but they can't seem to get them to go back. No. Uh, in the meantime, um, I guess the Snowman, Iceman, referring himself after being melted by Phoenix. Um, and Krakoa gets uh, defeated from the inside out by Cyclops' team. Yeah, that's um, kind of gross. Uh, Jean is trying to make magic kill herself, but she's unsuccessful in making that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she teleports away yep. after uh, av- avoiding that. And here Xavier gets impaled by Colossus and his badass uh, thuck, uh, Soul Sword. Yes, he does. Um, so it's right here through the chest. Yeah. Soul Sword, right? Yeah. Later on, it in theory, be... in theory, you should be dead, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So we'll... You should be dead. Okay, so Molly got impaled from behind. So it exists. Maybe Soul Swords don't kill people like we think they do. <laughs> I don't know. So, 
they're doing this thing uh, with a time cube and it's not working and they can't figure out why it's not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kokoro has proceeded to barf out Cyclops and his team so they're free from that. Delightful. Uh, so they send Mystique Wolverine back in time as a test. Yeah. Kind of a weird choice. Uh, the only choice though. I mean, they I, he can at least pass for I, going back. I guess so. So he turns himself to look like Cyclops, goes back, and then presses a button to come right back. I said, yeah, it worked. You saw the original Charles Xavier. You can't believe it. Don't do it to me again. Um, now, the question is, didn't Charles notice or sense something? You would think he would. I'm wondering... Maybe see, that's I'm, a story for later. I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be a story for later or not. His time is so messed up right now. And, yes, and it the is. W. Um, and they're still trying to figure out why they can't send these five kids back. What is preventing the time cube from doing what it's supposed to do? And then Cyclops raids the uh, mm. the building, saying, "Oh, you guys are screwed because we're all here to, to throw down, and uh, we're gonna get you. Have, have our big battle." Is that what he says? We're gonna get you. We're gonna have our big battle. You now? just screwed yourself. Is the quote? Ah, uh, yes. I think that means you just screwed That's yourself. That's quite an eloquent way of putting things, Cyclops. Mm-hmm. You get awards for that. So uh, now we go to Wolverine and the X Men, issue number thirty-seven, chapter number nine. Creative team. Creative team is Aaron and Colin Coley again. Okay. Nice consistency. Yeah, no. Everything... And actually, of all the artists they could have had on uh, Wolverine, they probably picked the best one in terms of the art styles amongst the different books. Bradshaw would have been a little bit too different. Too cartoony, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Well, I think his issue here is stronger than the first one he did. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. It, it felt less rushed. Yeah. So... Maybe he got the assignment late. Like, you never know. Maybe. So here you have a moment with uh, older Jean and older Scott uh, in his mind. So she's speaking to him, saying, you know, I know you still love me, but no, you're not my Jean, you're never my Jean. Hmm. And uh, he goes on to tell her that uh, she will never love Scott the way uh, she should, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's not quite the awesome one we had between Emma and Cyclops in AVX, that's going to be... that's oh, a, that was a landmark. That was yeah. That was something. Uh, that was oh, man. That was chilling. Yeah, that was, that was so good. good. This is kind of a mirrors that a little bit, but not really, right? It's it's, it's oh, you know, it's interesting to see Scott having to confront a version of Gene. I mean, it's always going to be cool. Yeah, because it is the love of. So as you get to this point, you realize that this is really again, like I said before, they really want to do a Gene Gray story. This is a big Gene Gray story, right? I guess the issue here too is that. The, the X-Men, sorry, the Brotherhood, act more and more villainous, and it's harder and harder to take, to really, to get behind, because you're like, well, at the end of the day, it's still Jean Grey. She's th- she would never go that evil. I mean, even with things being that bad, uh, would she really go that crazy, that evil, that maniacal? Mm, it's kind of a hard question. Yeah, I know. And we still c- never really find out why. No, not really. That's the crazy thing. I mean, like, Gene eventually says again. Whoever thought that you know Dazzler dying would be that upsetting to anybody, <laughs> right? Dennis really was more what she represented more than Dazzler oh, herself. I understand that. Yes. Um, Let me make my petty jokes, okay? Sure. <laughs> so then, you know, once he's out of his little mind dream with Gene, suddenly everyone's, all the villains are gone. Okay. Right, and what's left standing in the lab is basically the Uncanny Team, along with the future X Men, and they're trying to figure out. Uh, what happened and the Wolverine team go ah you're here on my school I call the shots here we're gonna do things my way Wiccan apparently healed him from his ability to not to heal 
Um, very convenient. Very convenient, of course. You have, well, you kind of kill Wolverine, right? That being yeah. said, Cyclops already died in the storyline, so it's not really a, a big stretch, <laughs> a big right? Stretch. I know. This whole killable Wolverine crap is just silly. Only yeah. because we all know it's going to go away. Well, it has it's kind of like taking. I mean, it just, it's just, yeah, it's one of the storylines. It feels like you're just trying to pretend to shake things up, but you're not really going to because it's not going to be permanent. And you can pretend it's going to be. You can yell that it will be. Also, that terrible. What was that? Who was that terrible writer who wrote uh, Young X Men? I don't remember that, that long name. I um, have no idea. Young X Men. Young X Men. Really bad Young X Men. Yeah, I can't remember who wrote it though. Uh, I didn't think it was the long name person. Uh, I'll look it up trip. while we talk. Well, the guy who wrote that thing of Wolverine, that terrible, terrible arc where he goes and fights that guy who he has to fight his soul for every time he dies. Okay. Right, Every time Wolverine himself dies, his soul has to battle this, you know, this guy, this demon guy, uh, to in order for his soul to go back to his healed body kind of thing. Right. And at the end of that arc... I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't remember this. <laughs> at the end of that arc, they said, well, next time you die, you will actually die. So if your body is disintegrated... Then, um, that's really stupid. You will uh, move on, please. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. So Wolverine is magically healed. So Wolverine is actually healed, literally, I guess, because yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and then the two, the two different factions. Sorry, Mark Guggenheim. Guggenheim, thank you. Mark Guggenheim is usually better than that. No, terrible. All, everything I've read of his is absolute really? dribble. Oh no! Add that to your pile of garbage that you love, because that's just dribble. Really? Yes. Yes, okay, well, I, I have not enjoyed. Really, I, I have yeah. actually I've enjoyed some of this stuff quite a lot. Oh, good for you. Oh, it was. Thank you. It was it was better than this obviously right. was. So here you have kind of the intellectual team up of Wolverine's side and Cyclops' side. They still hate each other, but they know for the greater good they got to take care of business. To cop out. So they're gonna you know. Here, here here's the line here. So, uh, you know, here's where he says that, um, I believe these guys are the future X-Men. They're good people. What can save my life after I got to buy a son I apparently is going to have with Mystique one day. I'm going to have sex again. <laughs> um, and I don't know what the hell they're trying to pull, so let's just, you know, get this done. So here, on the next page. Yes. In a Blackbird. Yes. We have now, in a floating cosmic <laughs> wheelchair, yes. my good bud Xavier... Yes, surviving his impalement. So now he's, his, that's how he gets crippled by yes. Colossus and Big Red Sword. There's Molly. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm cool. For the sword doesn't see if the sword had been through his back and not through his heart, I would buy that maybe, him being crippled. But it was through his chest, so there's no. Real... All right, but both of you were. Yeah, it's telepathic powers, not healing powers. I know. Through the chest. I know. Stuck. Move on. Like okay, but you're not gonna find the answer you want. I know, but they're both here and they're fine, except for you know him kind of clenching his tummy and having this cosmic cherry sitting on now, mm. and you know this Iceman beast will not die. No, after being impaled by a mace, melted by the phoenix. Like yeah. I don't know. Like they eventually say, I think the Wizard Iceman does say he was a construct of his that eventually gained some level of sanctions and has just hasn't mm. had to reabsorb him yet. Yeah, but my God, had you not. Just kill this thing? I don't understand how it keeps just not. Just uh, going to go away. back on the Mark Guggenheim issue. Ah, uh-huh. issue. I've looked. Yeah, I've looked up uh, comicbookdb.com. Mm. And it has a, it's a good. It's a good resource for finding out things about the creators. So it looks like that might have been his first work in comics on Young X Men. But then he did uh, some X Men Manifest Destiny. Uh, some other books. Anyways, he's written some Wolverine, some What If. The Wolverine was terrible. So I'm trying to tell you. Ah, uh, terrible. <laughs> He's had some good stuff, though. Yeah, give me one. 
Uh, he did some really good stuff during Spider-Man Brand New Day. Some really good arcs. No, Brand New Day, that's not very good. I know it wasn't yeah. like your favorite. He did uh, Civil War X-Men. Did you like that? No! <laughs> I thought maybe I could get you with that no, one. No, I didn't like it at all. No, eh? God, uh, He no. did do some JSA stuff that, was that, that I containment camp for Mega was stupid. Oh, okay. Stupid. Go- move along. <laughs> move along. Move along. Move along. The we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here you have a moment where all five are back together again. They're kind of ranting back and forth. What should we do? What's going on here? Are they going to land us? Are they going to kill us? What's, what's their big plan here? Uh, what is plan B for these whimsical, villainous brotherhood from the future? <laughs> right. Uh, then we had another fun moment with um, S.H.I.E.L.D., and Maria Hill trying to figure out what the hell's going on. She almost commands one of her uh, <laughs> one of her agents and asks them, does she have a time machine? Commander, does S.H.I.E.L.D. have its own time machine? Yes, I believe we have it in storage. Do you want me to, I want you to send someone back in time and murder whoever invented the time machine. Are you Are you serious? Should we really do that? <laughs> uh, awesome. I, too, I loved it. Uh, a I little too it. cute. I loved it. And here's our Quentin moment, right? Yeah. So, all right, let's get this over with. So you got Quentin with Phoenix Quentin in the hallway. Just looking actually, I goes, so many questions. Because <laughs> I got time for one. So when do I finally get out of the school, he asks. And then Phoenix Quentin just laughs hysterically. And then he goes, I hope I die before I get old. So I don't know. I think he could have done something better there. Maybe. But I love the so many questions, but I think the one question could have been a little more. Maybe, uh, yeah. It did feel appropriate, though. But. It worked. It, it was nice to see Quentin being a dick to himself. You know, see, it's funny because there's a part of me that hates Quentin Quire because he's the Morrison. But he's not really the right? Morrison. I know, exactly. Quentin Quire. Aaron at all. has made me enjoy him. He's a completely different character yeah. now. Because remember, he kind of died and became something else entirely. I don't remember. He but. died and then he didn't die and then he did something with uh, what's his name? Uh, Greg <laughs> Everyone died and doesn't die. Greg Park did something with him. And really? Then... When? Uh, Phoenix End Song or War Song? One of the two. Oh, I don't That's where he had some. He already. I was too very confused. He dabbled with the Phoenix before. Okay. Either way, so that, that's your fun moment. Thank you, Jason Aaron. And then you have you know, again another standoff and, and an argument between Wolverine's team and Cyclops' team. And then, so they have the big throwdown at the original place where the X Men were originally yeah. born, right? Mm-hmm. So you're the historian. What, what's your take on that? Um, that felt like a 50th anniversary thing. Very much so. Because there's really no other reason for them to go there. <laughs> like, really, S.H.I.E.L.D. could have intercepted them anywhere. Mm-hmm. and that, But it really, like, it just felt like, you know, we're doing a storyline. We're just in the 50th anniversary. Let's bring it back to where it all started. The first place where the X-Men fought Magneto. Um, it it didn't feel like it had the resonance it needed to. But okay. I get why they did it. We are, uh, we got to wrap this up okay. shortly. One more left. So the art seems to falter a bit here. Like the splash page isn't as clean as it should be. No, it gets really sloppy like, right now. Look, again. look at Xavier here. Yeah, I don't know what that like, is. Like taking a shit with the B minus head on his little fucking chair. Yep. Like, oh, I just hate this little shit of a character. Love the big Iceman battle. All for Iceman. Yeah, but even the artwork there isn't that great. But it's not good. No, I like the fact they're fighting each other. But yeah, it's, it's very, just, very, rushed. very rushed. Very rushed splash page. Still works eight hundred times better. Again, than there's I your hardcover look right there. Oh, just. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's worse the farther away you get from the center. Of so, the and then we realize that Mystique has Mystique Wolverine has more powerful, you know, manipulation powers. This tentacle thing around Wolverine, the wings, 
kind of go in as the battle. But you don't care on. for the characters. You don't care. No, I can't. okay. Here's rogues fighting Molly, so I guess there's some super strength there. I, I don't know. Or she touched Molly. May, maybe she did. Who knows? And they're both going to take naps. So everything comes to a head here. Really, and, nothing. And Zorn Jean decides to have the helicarriers floating overhead uh, launch missiles and attack the X Men. Yeah, I was bored for some reason. You were bored. I was a little bored. By the time you we got to bored. the end, I was kind of like, yeah, all right. I get it. It felt very much like Overkill, too. Like, we've seen really cool things happen to the X-Men. We've seen legions of uh, Prime Sentinels come storming at them during Second Coming. That was scarier than just random missile launch from the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. It felt so, like, well, really... Yeah, but it goes somewhere. Yeah. Okay, okay. so who's this by? It's by Bendis. It says Sean Garcia on the cover, but not it's not. It's actually by Asad Ribic and with Giuseppe Comancoli on pencils, apparently. That's a great... Mashing. So, but the art here does fall short. I, I, I didn't like any of it really. I didn't care much um, for it. So, which it's, is sad because the artwork was pretty solid mostly throughout the whole. No, it does suck that they had the wrong artistic team on the cover. However, it's still not mm-hmm. it's still not worse than what happened to DC during its Forever Evil month, the Villains month. Oh, really? Every cover had no creative team listed. It was an accident. But there was no creative teams listed in any of their books. Interesting. Yeah. Now here's an interesting kicker. Uh, when Cyclops and Jean were on the run. Young Cyclops and Jean were on the run. Yes. Right? They dumped their clothes, um, and they have not had their uniforms on since they did that. No. As we start this issue, they're in uniform. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Inconsistency. Yeah. A little bit. This is what editors are for. Yeah. And even like in the, in the, at the end of this, when you see them all battling each other, they're, they're not in uniform. No. And then we start this, this issue, they are, because... Now, if you go back to old school Marvel, this is your chance to get a no prize. Figure out how they got their costumes on. Go. <laughs> I'm, I, you I don't actually have to do it now, but... Okay. So missiles are raining down on them, and they're doing their best to try and stop them. And Jean basically did this to show, um, you know, a, a big dark secret that S.H.I.E.L.D. has apparently had um, in their closet that uh, no one had known about. Uh, and here, Future Beast gets killed by a Sentinel. Yeah. So S.H.I.E.L.D. has Sentinels. Yes. Ma- not a big shock to me. Not a huge shock. It makes sense because they would want something Does to... Does everyone forget that one happened? Do you remember one? It was all Shield created. Like yeah. Shield has Sentinels. They used to be stationed at the Xavier School. Well, I don't. This is yes. a shock and a surprise. It, well, it probably shouldn't be, but um, it's taken that way. Yeah. Well, I think there's an understanding. Yeah, the artwork is shitty here. Like yeah, it's, it's really it's like the bad. coloring is off. It's really light. Yeah. Yeah. Very light palette. It's it's not even. It's not that. No. I don't know. It doesn't pop off the page. It just looks vague and no. and very distant. It's it's not good at all. So you you have various moments like here. Um, Jubilee Wolverine tries to fight Mystique Wolverine and she gets blasted by a sentinel um, and she apparently gets killed after some dual fastball specials here here you have Xavier in his rocking chair um, crush poor Colossus' brain they kill badass Colossus which pisses me off because he was so awesome and he, gets he doesn't brain. look so badass in that art though no he doesn't but he gets his brain crushed by Xavier um, and then he gets slashed again by uh, you know, know, is by it, magic. Did it work this time? <laughs> I don't know. And then she goes all demon on him, and we kind of don't see what happens after that. No. Um, and then we we go full force into Wolverine and Cyclops tag teaming. Uh, Jean Grey, Just keep it clean, people. Yeah. Um, and she's you know her powers are penting up more and more. Um, and uh, Xavier's getting up, so I guess he's, he's fine. fine. Oh yeah. And magic, I guess. Doing this over his head. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop. 
and goes do something else. I, I don't know what's what's happening. Then you have your moment, and there's your splash cover page of the five X Men, which is very oddly it. done. Like it's very like it actually is like a grid, which is basically the cover. Like it's not yeah. even like a cool setup shot. Like should I just be the splash page here? It's I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's right? not good, and like in the art on it is actually pretty poor. Well, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, like look at that. Look at that beast. Look at that beast. Yeah. Look, look how poorly that. The art really falls apart, and you think that for the big finale that they'd really pull out all the stops. Instead, the artwork looks it's like a terrible artist team to finish it, it off. Like a it really... Well, it's the same artist we like, though. We already liked Giuseppe. We already liked. Yeah, I, I think he. You just, like Assad Ribic, and this doesn't look like anything like either of them. I know it's bad. It's bad. I think both of them just kind of sketched like, it. Why and does then, it show on the covers? I don't know. It looks like they sketched it and then someone inked yeah, it. They must have. There must have been a last minute conflict or something. Maybe. Like show was originally on the book. They had to like throw them off because of some. Some stuff. So as we'll just go, zap through because we're on a time crunch. So Jean eventually exhausts her powers and she overloads herself and explodes. Yes. Um, which so is it leads us to believe that she dies. Which is kind of stupid, to be honest. I guess we don't know why she's, you know, what's wrong with her and why uh, she... Um, so like, the original five kind of have their moment and they defeat this evil future Jean Grey. Then the shield descends on uh, the ruins, but everyone's gone except for a broken Zorn mask. And we get back... Uh, to uh, have multiple epilogues to finish things off. So here's where things kind of really go crazy. Yeah. So, yes, the future gene dies. Yes. Okay. But that's it. Yeah. So now you have all these different factors in play. You have this evil future brotherhood mm-hmm. still in our time. Yes. You have um, various parts of this new X-Men team, this new future X-Men, kind of staying behind. Like, it seems like they take the Colossus' body back... Um, I think the only one who, le- who stays behind is what's her name? Um, is Camille right here? Yeah. Is it Stormstar? I forget where it takes place. I think it's in this oh, wait, issue. I think Sunlux stays. Shogul, the older Shogul, is oh, okay. staying around for a bit too. It may not have been <coughs> in this issue or not, but there is a shot with uh, Psylocke in one of these later chapters where they're fighting. And she actually says, like, who knows what we're even fighting for anymore? Oh, she's like, is this even going to be changed by tomorrow? Or, like, what are we even fighting for today? And she's like, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. We'll figure out what we're fighting for today, tomorrow. And that's very true for the X-Men. Yeah, I was just bored. I think by the time it was over, it just felt like with previous X-Crossovers, there felt like there was a very clear, this is what's going to be happening now, this is how things are different. And I didn't feel like there was enough different, considering we had ten issues to get there. Um, a lot of things are just the same with slight mm-hmm. changes. Well, I guess, like, will we be changing some status quo around? Like, it's the first epilogue later to on on new X-Men, where you have, or no, maybe even x X Men, yeah, um, where you have well, Rogue's in it, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. It has to be an X Men related one, right? <laughs> With Shogo have, too. Like you have, I guess, with Kimira girl, another female staying, right? Because you have Storm and Psylocke here. They're both part of X Force. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, the all girl X Men team and X Force, I guess. Um, and then you have still Shogo staying with his mom after watching her die. And then this Bachalo art indicate an uncanny. You're gonna keep whatever this is going. Like I guess the Wizard Iceman goes back with Colossus and with Wiccan and with Phoenix Choir. Yeah. They don't stay for sure. No. So they all go back, um, and they have a, a you know current Bobby wants some wants to know how he became badass Wizard Bobby. So just you know, grow a beard, chicks dig beards. Yeah. And here's the big thing at the end. So going like issues ago Kitty had her talk with Rachel yes and they had the big fallout and trying to decide where does she stand in this whole situation and she's kind of fed up and she wants 
the original five to, you know, she, she, she feels betrayed, I guess, by Wolverine yeah. and his team. That they all hunted them down like they were yeah. their villains. Kind of, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I didn't, it felt very weird. It didn't feel like it really made sense. And right. I don't think Kitty would have done what she does. I know. So unless this is there, there's a, another underlying plot thread where you have Kitty basically betray Wolverine, take the original five, give Ileana a big hug, and go to Cyclops' side. Yep. And you have Cyclops with this big spark saying, Hi, Wolverine, I got you beat. I got them coming to me. I'm pretty sure he did not in any way actually want to say that. <laughs> Fine. Um, and she says goodbye. So that means does she go with the original four? The angel is not in there. With the original four. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, poor angel. Uh, to Cyclops' side. So. Yeah. So many... Yeah. And here and now, where, where are we going to go with all this stuff? You know, like Wolverine's going to be pissed with shields. He's going to go with Wolverine X Men. He got changes and things. So, I, I, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of big changes. Just well, tinier ones. I think like I like that they're going to take Shadowcat and the original five uh, elsewhere out of the mansion, out of, out of Wolverine School, because it leaves Wolverine and X Men room to grow without them kind of yeah, yeah. floating there. We'll see. Um, so. All new could almost focus on Shadowcat and, and yeah. Well, we have that crossover going, happening soon with the with the Shi'ar, yeah, with but, the Shi'ar, which the is Guardians. weird too. Where how it all fits, and oh, also no. if she's going to be on Cyclops' side, will that now infringe on Canny in some way, right? Well, at least she's writing both, so it doesn't make a huge that's, difference. That's fair enough to say. Yeah, I don't know. So again, I really, there was no real end, you know. No, you, you defeated kind of the big bad, if anything else. But now you've you just opened up so many doors and possibilities, like. Are we gonna? Ha- what's gonna happen with Molly? Is Molly gonna find her young self? Is someone have to go and stop her? Mm. Right? Mystique Wolverine is now gonna be in six one six. What's gonna happen? We got this new Xavier bullshit character. Is he gonna go? You know, meet his dad Legion. Yeah. Um. What? That's what? Why would you leave all these characters alive and in our in our time? Yeah. Why not eliminate them? It, it put a lot of new pieces on the table that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Like, again, I think a lot of the books since they've started have been. Opened up. You had your introductions. You have your you have your mission statement clear. But they they were getting to a point where almost spinning their wheels. So it was a big event, which kind of jump started all of them and got them going somewhere. But man, you have opened a huge toy box and the floor is a mess. Yeah. And you're gonna be have to be very careful because I think a lot of things just lost and forgotten the shuffle. And I bet you we're not gonna remember. No. We're gonna sweep a lot of things to the side and a lot of things won't matter afterwards. So, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about the X Men universe. Just when I thought it was getting a little cleaner, they make it a big mess yeah, again, right? So I know. He, Bendis was telling a pretty clean, concise story that brings in a lot of extra elements he doesn't need um, because the story was strong enough without it. And now I don't know where they're going to go from there and where, what his end game is. Like it feels like all new uh, and uncanny have kind of like a, li- a limit on their lifespan like it's not like when they did New Avengers that could have run forever like it didn't need to change it could have just been this is what the Avengers are now but these are concepts where you can't have Cyclops be a villain forever you can't have these time displaced X-Men there forever these aren't things you can just do forever hopefully not anyway they should be things that are tied to a time frame and hopefully a good overarching story idea on how you're going to send them back or how you're going to finish it. Like, it has to mean something. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of pissed off readers when it's all over. If it all meant nothing, then why do we read it, right? Like, yeah. we want to feel like it's building towards something so that it will have some sort of payoff. Um, so, I mean, that's the question. What's the payoff going to be? Yeah. And will it be worth it? And I don't know anymore. Because this this storyline made me wonder. 
you know, if it was worth if it was worth doing. Kind, I, kind it of wasn't, an odd event. It wasn't. It was an odd event. I do like, however, that you got a chapter every week. Um, you you instead of having to be like Infinity, where you have like a main story and all these other things that tying in, you have very simple. It's only a ten chapter event, but it yeah. goes through two. If you're buying, you you don't have to buy that many extra books. Basically, like if you're already buying, I was already buying three of the four. Yeah, which right? one? Which one weren't you buying? Uh, regular X Men. Regular X Men. Yeah. Okay, so you had to buy two extra chapter, well, four extra really, because you had the the one shot. The bookends for sure, whatever. Which Alpha is and Omega. That's fine. But the, these days, that's not really that. It's not saying that much. Like no. just having to buy four additional books as on top of it really isn't big. doesn't kill me. Yeah. No, not alone. So this is the type of I like events better this way. Yeah, I mean the Avengers can't do that anymore. They just they need their big event. Their world now. <laughs> Avengers world. World. Oh yeah, you better believe it. Any final thoughts in our last two minutes? Um, again, not as enjoyable as Messiah Complex and Second Coming were for me at the time. They had a stronger sense of what they wanted to do. Yeah. Well, you had the focus on hope, right? And you had yeah. clear-cut objectives for mm-hmm. the various characters. Oh, Messiah Complex was, was felt like a freight train. Like when I remember the uh, the, the, the when they were uh, who was it who crashed? It was a cable who crashed the car into like Forge's home. You remember that in the middle of the event, and then Bishop was there and he ambushed him. Yeah, like, yeah that yeah, was badass right. stuff, and it felt like that you were barreling towards a conclusion. You had no idea what was going to happen, yeah. but it just felt that it was exciting. It felt yeah. like watching a movie. Exactly, this felt like a tedious movie that it was start and stop. Um, didn't have a good consistent rate of act of motion. It was just you'd have a lot of forward motion and you stop and you talk about it. You talk, talk, talk. Then you bring in other element, element C from the future, element D from the future, and just like <laughs> holy crap! It got like, kind of a little too crazy. Got yeah. a little too crazy, and by the end you're kind of like well, there's 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 too many pieces on the board. I can't even keep track of who's where, what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't have that level of excitement of of suspense, that tension. Yeah. Tension wasn't quite there. No. Again, you had too many characters that didn't quite fit what you were trying to do you had xavier and mystique anyways all right well i guess that's uh that'll be about it for us that's a lot longer than i expected two hours 15 minutes it's not quite avx but actually it might be close i think it's about the same <laughs> really? uh, which is saying something 10 issues versus 70 wow so our brevity is not improved <laughs> um, anyways paul thanks for joining me for this episode You're uh welcome. you can email us uh, if you'd like at comic shenanigans at gmail.com like us on facebook post in our hc realms threads uh also uh please rate and review us on itunes uh that's the only way we can help to uh, grow the uh fan base for the show get more people uh finding it through itunes and and giving us a shot so please do that and uh, we'll try and be shorter next time too so we'll try and be shorter <laughs> next time uh stay tuned next week uh, episode 118 will be my uh my spotlight on the uh, thor the dark world movie that's coming out uh this coming friday and it's uh, be good i i hope so i hope it'll be good i'm excited for whatever the post-credit sequence might be because <laughs> it's sad and oh and i'm also excited because they've announced that i think in two or three weeks from now there's an episode of avengers agent sorry marvel's agents of shield that will tie into thor the movie oh cool uh something after that movie spinning out of what happens in the movie that there's some element of it will be addressed in the tv show i think continuity that's nice i know that's pretty cool it's about time so anyways uh so uh yeah thank you for joining us for the episode and we will catch you next time Bye bye bye